Sarah figured out that by switching to MetroPCS, she gets two free smartphones. Your barbecue ribs are the best. Take the rest home with you, Sarah. Just like she figured out that by visiting her in-laws, she doesn't have to cook for the rest of the week. You too figure it out. Get two free 4G LTE smartphones from top brands like Samsung and LG after instant rebate when you switch. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included. See store or metropcs.com for details and terms and conditions. Lost Talk Radio. Nothing for you. You have been chopped. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. A lot of guests. We got um, Ralph Pagano in the studio uh, calling in. We got uh, comedian Bully Schneider. Yeah. And we got a pop-up visual here from uh, Chef Dan Ryan from season 11 of HK in the house, baby. Loving it. Well, Loving it. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, of course, we started the show with a little glitch right after the thing. The mic was on mute. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> I switched it off to the regular one, and then for some reason it just backed up. But now we're good. Right. You know, actually, uh, our man, our Hell's Kitchen alum over here, Dan, is uh, giving us some pointers on showing us what the hell we're doing on this uh, with this radio stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, actually, uh, we got a new sponsor, right, Clem? Yep. Some Who? kind of rock, uh, what is it Rock called? vinyl. Rock vinyl, nice. Source. Rock, rock vinyl source. source. Not sauce. Source. That's source. And uh, we also got the ski watch and uh, Vice AG. Vice AG, yeah. Thanks so um, for sponsoring the show and keeping <laughs> us going. Yeah. So uh, so Burmeister, you... how was your week? I heard you were all over the place. You were at the the beer thing going on here in Staten Island when we had um yeah the beer fest. What's his yeah. name? Steve. Uh, Jay Sykes Jay from Sykes. Flagship. Yeah. That's close, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. <laughs> it was it was it was really good. It uh it was all craft breweries and. You know, I went into the VIP section, you was know, it was pretty good. Section? Yeah, it wasn't really much VIP. It was, it was Costco VIP? Yeah, right. a couple of pigs in a blanket, and uh, I still had to wait online for little tiny shot glasses. I had a couple of pigs in a blanket the other night. They were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot their names, but they were pretty good. <laughs> and that's Paulie over there chuckling away. Paul and I, uh, 
Paul and I go way back. We yeah. go way back. How many yep. years, Paul? Yeah, a long time. Like, yeah, at least 10, 15, 20 years. I think it was like two. I'm kidding, right? Yeah, like 20, 20 years. Like, at least, yeah. Yeah. Dan and I, we got the HK family up in there. So what else? Did you rob anything else? This, uh... Well, let me tell you. I mean, the beer fest was pretty good. It was people, and people actually recognized me from the show with Jay Sykes. Nice. You know, once I was talking, I'm like, nice. oh, shit, big and beefy, what's up? It was pretty cool, you know. Exactly. It's good to be on Staten Island and, you know, be recognized. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah. But, um, no, it was good. You got little shot glasses of beer, and you had to keep going up. They started mocking tickets. You're only allowed 10, but I got my way in. And uh, by 5.30 in the afternoon, I was on the couch, and I slept till the next day. I will say that's true because I tried calling you, and you just – you Yeah, I was – I, I, I got you at my age. No, I, I was like uh, – what was her name out in Florida? It was in a coma, but not in a coma. Uh, I don't know. The husband was trying to kill her. What the hell was her name? Uh, uh, but I mean, I, I knew everything that was going on, but I couldn't move my arms and legs, and I was tired, and I was like, whatever. And you know, and then uh, Sunday, I kind of got up early, had a couple of friends down at the breast cancer march. So I went down there, and you know, walked you all around. over the place. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. You gotta keep busy. You man. get around for a big guy. Yeah. Okay, nice. And that's why I go right to the couch and go to sleep. You know, because <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm good. Four hours out in the air, and I'm I'm done. Yeah, I hear you. How about you? Would you? Uh... I was out in Long Island doing a benefit for um, one of my buddies' father had passed away. He was a deputy mayor, and they had a whole plaque and a whole ceremony, and we were right on the lake, and we did 20 trays of sausage and peppers and meatballs and tortellinis, and, you know, it was kind of cool cooking in the nice. park, meeting nice. all these people for uh, my buddy. Did a couple other things, you know, yeah. a couple of days of work. Sat on my couch like a fat bastard for a little nice. while. You got Played it, some you video know. games. Right on. Yeah. I actually had a chance to go to uh, the Giant game last night, but I blew that one off so I can lay on the couch and watch it. The Giants actually won a game. Giants won a game. How All about right. that? Give it up for that, man. Yeah. And I tell you what, the, uh, the what do you call it? The, um, the Jets beat Jets. the freaking Packers. Jets are looking good. Yeah, they are. They might actually have a shot. Yeah, well, you know. Giants had their shots. I'm a Giant fan, but I'm not a Jet hater. Yeah, but come know? on, 0-6. No, that they look horrible. Last night was a horrible game. Like, even though they won... I'm sure that's just... the worst they've ever started. The worst they've ever done, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you I know, some of the guys... Alive. I don't remember them going 0-6. Yeah, some of the guys are actually catching the ball and stuff. And, yeah, yeah it, it is what it is. You know, they're all millionaires, you know, and they don't care. The right? What happened? Right? There's yes. a little buzz going on about the Jets. Look, the Jets every year always got a shot. Yeah. And they always find a way to blow it. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I say for just end the season, J-E-T-S. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a Jet fan, so I can't say anything. I'm a hockey fan, too. Yeah, Rangers. You got the Rangers are horrible. I got this old girl I used to hang out with, you know, you know, she never watched a game in her life, a football game. All of a sudden, she, you know, this big hunky guy, she starts taking her to Jet games, you know. Like, all of a sudden, she's a big Jet fan, you know. She's got yeah. horses all over the walls, you know. <laughs> You know, a few big muscles and tattoos, and so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's a big tattoo. And they got, like, the little uh, skinny girl shirts from Odell. Like, hey, you know, a lot of women now are football fans. I go down to Virginia a lot, because yeah. I live down there part-time, and um, you see all these chicks with all these football jerseys on. And oddly enough, they know more about the game than I do. Yeah, what? yeah, right. All right, guys, I'm going to take a phone call here. Hello, Big and Beefy, you're on the air. Hello. Hello? We just have pocket dialed. I don't know, maybe somebody pocket dialed into the show. That could oh, be. That might be me. 
What are you doing? All right. Thanks, thanks for calling. Hey, <laughs> that was a Jersey call, so who yeah. knows? But uh, Yeah, we got uh, Chef Ralph Pagano on the show today. We're going to be calling him at around 730 from uh, Hell, another Hell's Kitchen alum, season one. Yes, yeah, season one. Season we got one season one, and we got season 11 over here. We got the beginning to the end. Yeah. And season 10. And season 10. Yeah. He was a uh, runner-up, and uh, then he went on to Iron Chef America, went against Bobby Flay. Yeah. Okay. Then he was did the little Daniel Balloon action after hours. And, yeah. uh, you know, after that, he had Pressure Cook, which was a great show. I don't know if you ever saw it out of the Mojo. They drop him in the middle of nowhere in Mozambique or Macau, and he had to make enough money for the trip home. And he did all like odd, odd restaurant jobs and stuff, and uh, now he's on Lifetime with all all mixed up, which is pretty nice. cool. I watched it. It's a bunch of culinary students from Florida, and he gives them a, something to cook, and then he screws them up by tying a hand behind the bow. Let you tell, let him tell you about it, but uh, it's actually a pretty cool show. He's getting out there, Pagano, huh? Yeah. They actually called him on my season when um. With Royce, yeah. Ramsey actually called him up and got Pagano on the phone. Yeah. Right, let me try this phone time. call again. Hello, chewing the fat. How's it going? <laughs> Nothing. Hello. Hello. Anybody? Hello. Here we go. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Who's calling? My name is Jackie. Hey, what's up, Jackie? How you doing? I'm good. Where are you calling from? Jersey. Jersey. All right. What exit? What exit? Thirteen. Exit 13, all right. What's your address? <laughs> Who's that? That's Paulie, Paulie Pappas. How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Jackie, would, uh, is that, would, would that be a man or a woman, Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So what, are you, what are you doing tonight, there, Jackie? Nothing much. I'd gone through Facebook and uh, saw Clemenza's post and figured I'd listen in. Very right, cool. cool. Very cool. How are you, Jackie? It's Clemenza. How you doing? I'm good. Is this your first time listening to the show, or have you heard it before? No, I haven't been on Facebook much, so uh, I didn't really know about it. All right. All right you got to listen to us. We're on every Tuesday at 7 and 9. We're completely insane. We have all kinds of guests coming on from uh, House Kitchen and Chopped and all the cooking shows, and we got comedian Paulie Schneider in the house tonight. We got... Chef Daniel Ryan from season uh, 11 and HK sitting right next to us. So we, we have a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. I was just kidding about that, Jackie. You sound like a beautiful young lady there. <laughs> Don't worry about Paul. If he gets out of line again, I'll go over there and I'll smack him in the head. Again. All right. Yeah. Be like gold. But uh, <laughs> you got any questions or anything you want to ask us, or are you just calling in to say hi? I'm just calling in to say hello. Very cool. Well, glad, glad you called. Dan from uh, season 11 says hi to you. All right. All, All right. right. Well, Jack, uh, yeah, keep listening, and uh, we're, we're going to uh, shoot over and uh, yeah, shoot some cool fat a little bit, right. you know? We'll shoot you. A All right. Have a good night, guys. All have right. A good have night. a good Absolute night. Absolute pleasure. All right. That nice. Good. That's cool. <laughs> Hello. Shout out from Jackie. All right. But they didn't say first time, long time. You know, I like what they say. So what else, Clemenza? Uh, watch any food shows this week? You know, I've got to tell you, I'm – Completely blown away by the Master Chef kids. It's it's phenomenal. These kids are eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Yeah, I see. And they're doing what we're doing. 
Matter of fact, I'm going to make me do it They're eating pizza? <laughs> They're eating pizza and talking into a microphone? Wow, that's <laughs> They're drinking beer and they're going out and getting waxed. You know? <laughs> I feel well, like I feel like that cartoon where the guy's trying to golf and there's a kid eating celery right behind him, you know? Like, <laughs> nice. You know, it's great though. I, you know, when these kids get up there, I mean, these these chefs, they don't have a heart to like be like, you know, you know, and they be you know, really <laughs> yeah. I think your stuff is awful. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen better come yeah. out of toddler away. You have no chance of ever becoming a cook in your life, baby. I've seen the commercials that just makes me depressed. Like these kids are like on like our level. Like I, I, I can't do it. Have you yeah. seen the dishes that they put out? It, it's mind-boggling. You think they were technically trained right. for years? But I mean, in about five years, they're going to be like Dana Plato anyway. They're going to be uh, you know robbing a liquor store and overdosing. You know, as long as they don't end up like Justin Bieber, everything will be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Todd Bridges, here I come. Yeah. You know? Why not? But, uh, yeah, and, uh... You know what? I got to say this, though. When they get eliminated, it almost brings a tear to my eye because it's got to be hard. These kids, they really want it. They get along, not like us and Hell's Kitchen. They actually hug each other and stuff. Yeah. Uh, not that we didn't, but, uh... Well, I feel bad because they probably go home and the uh, stage mother slaps the crap out of them. You, you know, should have like, done better. You embarrassed me. Yep. Now make them something <laughs> eat. Yeah. I got to give them credit, though. The you know, they, they're doing of, uh, it. <laughs> Yo, they're doing their thing at a young age, man. You got to give it up for them. Yeah, yeah it's great. But, uh, yeah, you got that one with the kids. You got uh, Sunday was the premiere of Grocery Games. Yeah, Guy Fieri's new show. Which is great. I DVR'd it. Did and you watch I, it? I slept all weekend. Yeah, I didn't watch it either, so I can't say much about it. I missed it. But it's on. It's on, ladies and gentlemen. Guy Fieri's Grocery Games is on. Uh, you know, Cutthroat. Everything, you know, everything's a new show. You know, but, I started getting into the show with Ann Burrell. Chef Wanted. Yeah. I tried out for that one. Did you? Yeah. Is there a show you didn't try out for? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, not at all. Matter of fact, I tried out for one that was on uh, Food Network. It was called uh, Fat Chef. And I went to the twins who... I actually got the... asked to do that. I, I said no. Yeah. I actually, let me rephrase that. I couldn't do it also because I was on, she, she asked me if I was on 10 or 11. She said, damn it, you can't do it. I was like, I don't really want to go on a show called yeah. Fat Chef, even though I am a fat chef. Yeah. Well, I, well, I did. I, I, went I don't in. know if you can pull that off, Dan. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I can eat like a fat chef. <laughs> I like, a, I like it like a couple hundred pounds. Chef. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, but the fat chef was, you know, I went into the twins, and I had mm-hmm. to do a video, and I'm dancing there with no shirt on and stuff, and they're like, you're really not fat enough. I'm like, all right, give me a couple of weeks. And I, <laughs> I put on 50 pounds. No, you And didn't. I still, I, I made it up to the top, and then they called me and were like, you know what? You're still not fat enough. I'm like, well, then you got to pay for this trainer anyway. Because we're about to have a heart attack. I'm sweating cheeseburgers over here. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it was crazy, but you know, there, there's so many shows on Food Network that it's that show to make it past the first season no. anyway. No, not at all. But it would have yeah. been good for the clip, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else? What else was on this week? What about the shed? The shed went away. I think they only did like six episodes. Yeah, well, what happens, that'll probably come back on either the cooking channel or something else. They they filmed six. I hope so. I thought that was a great show. Yeah. But Cutthroat Kitchen is casting now for season three. I know. I just sent in an application. Yeah, they uh, they contacted me and wanted to know who I recommend, so I gave them a couple of buddies of mine, Clem included, and, uh, you know, fingers crossed. I hope so. You know, because that's a good time. This is a lot of running involved. 
Is it really? Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, for me, it was a lot of running, but it was really like from here to the wall, and then you have to go shopping. Right. Well, if you saw my season, I could run like a motherfucker. Yeah. Run that HK3K. I can yeah. sit on the couch real good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we should come up with a show like Couch Potatoes or something, and then we That's just come up with idea. a million ways to cook potatoes on the couch. Yeah, like a rascal, like when you get a like Wegmans and chop right. Well, but I always was envious of Paul. I thought about that. I would pimp it out, get some rims, throw yeah. a little system on there, come bump it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, it's not the first Paul Prudhomme does it. Yeah, he drives around with that thing, and you know, God, God bless him. Hey, look, if it wasn't for the bum leg, I'd be good to go. I still get around pretty good, yeah. better than most. They're casting for that uh, food court show also. I guess. Okay. Yeah, but you got to be, you have to live in a yeah, certain like Dallas, city. Yeah, like some other no-name town. Yeah, like Wisconsin or but something like that. Just a heads up, if they're in that area, they're casting for that right now. I talked to the twins. Yeah. At least yeah. Began. yeah. Yeah, they do all. They do everything. They're, they're all go-to, you know. They're always. Uh, we know they used to own a restaurant that had like. Yeah, we just. Restaurants of identical twins is way too right. You know what kind of wrench that would throw into everything? Oh. Excuse me, I'll have another drink. What are you drinking? Bad waiter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, they had bartenders. I wonder if the dishwashers were twins. Oh, yeah. and Paco? Yeah, yeah exactly. He did not get fired, though. It wasn't me, it was him. Oh, it wasn't me, it was him. <laughs> Jose and Jose B. Mm. <laughs> nice. Nice. So what else we got going on, Rob? Um, I don't know, man. You know, like the week was, you know, work. Another work during the week, by, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, nothing crazy happening at work, just uh, living for the, you know, 36-hour weekend for me, and it's, uh, I basically slept the whole time. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I don't know, you want to uh, get into some uh, news here or it's something? time for some of the, well, you can do a little news, let's, let's do it. All right, yeah, yeah. CTF News with Big and Beefy. This one, this first one I have to start off with. I know what it's going to be, and I'm not going to blow up your spot, so go with it. It blew my mind today when I was reading this. Okay. It's the thing about McDonald's. I knew it. You know, McDonald's announced Monday that it raked in over $1.5 billion in profits in the third quarter, right? Which wow. is fine. That's great. Yeah. You know, good for that. But there was an, an, an analysis done, and it's basically this, almost the same number. $1.2 billion of our tax-paying money is shelled out each year to help pay public assistance to the McDonald's workforce. Wow. You know, I mean, because, you know, they don't make enough. And uh, the, the workers are struggling so, to buy food, in medical. In other words, McDonald's is making about $4 billion a year or better. Right. And we got to pay our tax money. For the people that are making them the money so they can get food stamps and Medicaid and welfare. Well, did you see that video on YouTube of the, uh, the CEO of McDonald's talking about banner year and this and that? And this woman who has been working for McDonald's for 10 years asked him, like, why are you talking about how much money you're making and I can't afford to buy kids shoes for my kids? Right. And he yeah. had her rejected. Yeah, well, I mean, that's when you get to, all right, then get another job or get a second job or something. Like, you, you know you're not making a million dollars at McDonald's. No, here's, here's my, here's my, you work for eight twenty five an hour, you need that eight twenty five an hour. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But here's, here's my thing. McDonald's is making 4 to $5 billion a year, okay? They've been in business how long? Since I'm a kid? 
40 years, 30 years? Even more than that, yeah. With all that money they've accrued, don't you think they can say, okay, you know what, for the next five years we're going to donate all our friggin' profits. They still be well into the They don't need the money anymore. Right. When are they, where's all this money going? Just donate the U.S. profits. They got... Well, yeah, know, they, yeah. I mean, did you ever see Ronald, Ronald McDonald's house? No. I mean, they even collect money for wasn't that. Wasn't he from Staten Island at one time, the original guy who played Ronald McDonald or something? Wasn't he from Staten Island? Yeah, I think he got arrested because he got caught. He was in the dry cleaners, and he couldn't get the uh, blood out of his rented clown costume. He was banging a hamburger or something? <laughs> I mean, the last thing he said, I remember I saw him walking in the woods with some kid, and the kid was crying. And he goes, I'm scared. It's dark. And he's like, how do you think I feel? i got to walk out of here alone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a lover of clowns. Everyone thinks they're creepy, but, you know. Yeah, they scare me a little bit. Yeah, well, some of them can be creepy. He dresses up like it's a clown and just stands there. Yeah. And he went up to this woman's house, knocked on the door. Hey, I'll paint your shutters for free. No painting supplies, just balloons in his hand. Uh, <laughs> nice. This guy's amazing. Nice. Nice. Well, we all saw it as uh, they had a, a little list of the uh, best college drunk food places. They did like the a big top. and beefy studio. Yeah. It's number one, right off the bat. <laughs> this week, we, I was lazy. I didn't cook this week. Fun sprung for a pie. All right. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, you got Michigan. They have raised Red Hot, just the Red Hot hot dogs. It's a little stand. Guy's nice. probably making a million. You yeah. Know. Maybe that's what we should do. Uh, Get I a big, big and beefy truck and pull up to a college. Yeah. I had a, yeah, she used to make like 800, 900 a day. They'd stack a park over there. Yeah. Hot dog truck. Oh, that's great. It's, yeah. But then you got to fight people over the territory. Yeah, well, especially in New York. I looked well, at that. Well, ain't nobody going to mess with Big and Beefy. <laughs> people yeah. sleep in their trucks just to keep that good spot like next to Bryant Park. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We got it. This one's good. Old Miss. Okay. Out in Mississippi. Yeah, of course. It's that Chevron with the chicken on a stick. Nice. I mean, gas stations, you know what, I, I believe, and I had a conversation with someone last week over something like this. All these restaurants are complaining that, you know, my lunch business isn't what it used to be. And I'll tell you, it's because these gas stations are putting out decent food everywhere you go. You go to get a cup of coffee, there's a sandwich Look at the guy there. at Hallow Boulevard, Joe's Bagels, right in the uh, gas station. They got a yeah. whole deli counter with board bed, and I got my bagel there the other day. It was fantastic. Yeah. Everything bagel. There's one on South End. I got to tell like, you, too. Uh, Probably one of the better bagels I've had on Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got them all. Hess, Hess is having one. Then there's a like a, a caffeine. I'm fact, maybe I'll take my girl there next week, honey. Where you going? We're going to the Chevy station over there. Yeah, I'm getting a fill up. I'll throw a burger. We'll get you an old change. We'll get you an old change in the burger. Yeah, but I'm telling you, gas stations are really like it's one stop. Well, what was that gas station? Wasn't there a gas station that they Quaker Steak and Lube? And they changed it to Quaker State Chicken, and it was nothing but a restaurant now or something. Right, and then they just used the chicken grease for the Now they, they, they figured out they can make more money selling food than they did gas, and they closed yeah. it down and just made it a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. And then you got Syracuse has uh, Chick's Cafe, Chuck's Cafe. Chuck's Cafe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, I love Chuck. Yeah, hell yeah. Texas is the Taco Cabana. Georgia's, Georgia is the Grill. Uh, the, the Cornell has College Town Bagels, and then Miami, New York, Roma Pizza. Wow. You know, like New York, because you're not going to have Miami's. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Taco Cabana in Texas, I used to go there, get a margarita there, it's a pitcher, it's like four bucks. It's a pitcher that's like five, six, six. What are we all doing here? We should be amazing. going down there and oh, yeah. and going nuts. The food's awful, but the Who margarita's cares? $4 so margarita is that big? I don't care what you get. Right? Yeah. 
And then uh, just something I wanted to mention I saw on Huffington Post today. It's pretty cool. Uh, they have the Huffington Post death match for best Pop-Tart flavor. Nice. It starts today. You can go on there and vote. It's HuffingtonPost.com. And then just look for best Pop-Tart flavor and whatnot. But it's pretty cool. It's like a three or four right, week let's, let's do this right here. Let's do it right here, right now. Best Pop-Tart flavor. Paulie, what do you think? Strawberry. Oh, s'mores on microwave, room temperature. I'm, I'm with Dan on that one. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm a blueberry guy. Really? All right. So uh, I think the s'mores takes it, though, but all right. Yeah. Not wrong. Well, I, mean, yeah, I love them all. I like actually mixing them together. I was going to say, you can make a s'more sandwich and put the blueberry in the middle of two s'mores and eat a freaking pop pot sandwich. I yeah. did something great on Facebook. It was it was a Mama Graham crackers. <laughs> and it looked like a little breast in between the crackers, the Graham crackers. <laughs> nice. Squishing the... <laughs> Nice. It was great. Take two uh, two pop tarts, put a little bit of Oreo filling in there, slap that together, heart attack. Yeah. Well, so we were talking on a couple of shows ago about the, uh, the jelly donut, sucking the jelly out of a jelly donut, putting the Reese's peanut butter cup in there, and a microwave for about ten seconds. And the funny part is, Rob's actually done this. I love it. Well, I saw it on the movie Fatso, Tom DeLuise. It was great. They were having like an a uh, an Eaters Anonymous meeting, and they all started talking. See, I, I, they ripped all the shelves off that were all locked up and everything. I tried to do that, but I ate the donuts on the way home. <laughs> couldn't even make it home. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right, nice. But yeah, coming up in uh, about five, five or ten minutes, we're gonna call. Ralph I think we're Pagano. gonna put we're gonna put Paulie on the spot right now. Give, give us a little, give us a little comedy act right here, Paul. Uh, give us, give us, give us, give us a little funny stuff. Come on. Uh, yeah, I've been doing. I've been working on this, uh, you know, Rocky bit. I've been doing a uh, Balboa. Let's hear it. You know, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking, you know, you know, Rocky's also sweet, you know, with Adrian. And I was thinking about what if he was like just snapped out on him one day, a little nasty, you know? He's like, oh, Adrian, you know, yeah, you're like a creepy weirdo when I met you, you know? You know, look, you know, now, now you got like you know these dresses, you, you, you know, you got your Gucci bags. Now that's because I'm out there busting my face with these big monsters, you know. And I'm, I'm fighting these eight foot Russians, you know, these big, these big guys with Mohawks and stuff, you know. I'm not that big, you know, I know, you know, Adrian, you know, I'm like five six here with heels on, you know. I look good in the movies, I look big in the movies, but I'm really not, you know, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> You're taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you got uh I don't know. I mean, I was working on this there, you know, Scarface bit, you know, I was doing Scarface, you know, and I love the whole restaurant scene. You remember Clint? We used to just watch Scarface all the time. Of course. We lived with Scarface like that one time. <laughs> I mean I love that restaurant scene when he's like you need people like me. So you can point your fingers. You know, but then I was thinking, I was watching one day on a Spanish channel, and I, you know, it cracked me up in that scene. It was like, Tu necesitas gente como yo. Tu necesitas gente como yo. So you point it to Dale, and he said, This is all about guy. Nice. Got a little scarf face in Spanish right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we which it should have been in Spanish in, in the original, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, Pacino, not a good, not a good Spanish uh, speaker. The only Spanish word he knew was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we've been having fun with that. I've been, I've been doing uh, this, this show, Jay Miller, uh, meetings with Jay Miller, and I've been having a lot of fun with them guys. They're, they're good, and uh, he just got picked up for Impractical Jokers uh, recently. Uh, as a writer. Oh, cool. Yeah, I never liked all show. those guys. They were pissed. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Barnes Parker. 
He's, he's doing well. He's you know he's he's, he's on this uh, new show called uh, Court Guy. So he's you know and uh, he's doing great. They're all doing good, except for me actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They say you're not really a comedian to get paid for it, so you know. We well, got a slice of pizza. A slice of pizza and a pizza. Funny little drunk guy. <laughs> nice. Well, it's one step in the right direction. Yeah, we got, we got yeah, right, yeah. pizza. You know. <laughs> Hey, look, we're in the, we're in the true, same boat. That's all I need. That's true. Yeah. Well, we're in the same boat. We, we interview all these guys. And, you know, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I'm working here. I'm working there. And meanwhile, we're sitting in, in the back bedroom in my house like, hey, all right, let's do this free radio show. And like Wayne's World on crack. Yeah. It's so fun, man. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going to call Ralph in a little bit. And I, I think I'm going to play that uh, – our, our favorite uh, Ramsey commercial. Absolutely. I think it's time for a little commercial break for a second. And, uh, you know, we had Paulie. Paulie doing a little bow bow over there. It was nice. That was nice. Yeah, we got to hear with Jay Rocky later. We got to get a Jay Rocky. We got to do it. We got to do it. All right. We'll be yeah, back in a minute. We'll be right back. <laughs> Have you been feeling angry lately? Knock it, choke out. Knock it off. Grow up. Impatient. Come on. I want a pizza! Demanding perfection from everyone around you. You ready? Yeah. Royce, you got the garnish? Bring him the garnish. Have you lost the filter that allows you to keep a civil tongue? The two fish that have to go everyone else's way up the table! You get that What is wrong with you? Then you are suffering from clemenza. Clemenza is a serious affliction that can cause all of these symptoms, but there is hope. Introducing Ram Z. Raffatelloplex. Ram Z is a powerful formulation from Britain that attacks irritants of any kind and forcefully ejects them from your system. Go, all of you. Get out. Get out. Get out. Most patients who suffered from moderate to severe clemenza saw relief Ralph, in yeah. 18 doses or less. Side effects are mild and include brief spells of dizziness, sensitivity to extremes in temperature, and rapid mood swings. If you are hard of hearing or have a heart condition, poor motor skills, or an inability to manage your time properly, you should not take Ramsey as you may experience an unpleasant reaction after even a single dose. Life can be made more enjoyable when you add a little Ramsey to it. If you cannot afford Ramsey or the comparable Arvine, Arcaseneca may be able to help. Hey, how you doing, everybody? We're back. and uh, back. Big and beefy. Yeah, yeah, we right. got a good friend of ours, uh, Chef Ralph Pagano, calling uh, calling in from uh, good He's sunny Florida. He's out yeah. in Florida, you know, Iron Chef America. Yeah, what's going on there, Ralph? Well, you know, number one, you know, of all the media that I've ever done, whether it be uh, Regis and Kelly, Good Morning America, uh, Radio TV, I have never been as privileged as to be on the Big and Beefy show. Nice. <laughs> and that was a good, nice stroke. <laughs> yep, I think I just shut no, I do. Yeah. yeah, well, we, we uh, appreciate you for doing it, taking time out of your schedule. Now, uh, were you at the Giant game last night? No, I was not at the Giant game last oh. night. That was a nice touch, wasn't it? Yeah, that was I was good. at the Miami was... Dolphin. Um, on Sunday, I was at the Miami Dolphin game with friends of mine, and uh, my, my good buddy Jason Katz is uh, with the Rosenhaus Sports Group. So we were, uh, we were hot-footing it all around the Dolphin Stadium on the sidelines up and down. And then he flew up on Monday morning, 
and went to the Giant Viking game, and he sent me the shot from the end zone, and I felt obligated to share it with all my uh, big blue brethren. Oh, yeah, baby. Now, uh, how do you feel about the Giants this year? They, they're, they're sticking it up, huh? Yeah, I mean, let's, uh, you know, look, uh, I'm a lot of things. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a husband, I'm a uh, philanthropist, I'm a chef, but most importantly, I'm a gambler. And from a gambling oh. standpoint, um, uh, betting against the Giants is, uh, has been unfortunately good math. You know, they, uh, last night they covered, it was a good play. They weren't going to go 0-7. They weren't going to lose on Monday night. The Vikings weren't going to be the team that beats them and takes them into an 0-7 uh, category. Uh, you know, but they need some connections. Yesterday they looked better in the, in the second quarter into the second half than they did in the first quarter. Uh, but, you know, they need, a, uh, they need some – they need uh, Gordon Ramsey to go in there and get on the sidelines and give a little uh, shake-up to the receivers. They've got to stay on their feet. Oh, yeah, man. That's the way to be. But uh, now uh, we were mentioning to everybody, uh, you know, of course you were a runner-up on Hell's Kitchen Season 1. You did Iron Chef America and one of my favorite shows, Pressure Cook. And, uh, you know, a little Great after show. hours with Daniel Balloon. And uh, you got this uh, All Mixed Up working on Lifetime. Yeah, you know, All Mixed Up is a fun show, right? So we get three culinary students from the, from the local culinary schools, and we bid them out just like Chopped in a battle of appetizer, entree, and dessert. But the catch is, since they're students, we give them the ingredients. They know they're going to be cooking with sugar. They know they're going to be cooking with pumpkin, whatever it may be. But while they're in the midst of their recipes, I mix them up a little bit. Some say I'm a little torturous to them. Sometimes I'm a little painful. I tie that one hand behind their back. I put a blindfold on them. The best, though, was we just had the all-star battle where we had the first three season winners battle it out to see who was you know, the, king, uh, the king on the block. And right. I made a pepper puree of uh, ghost pepper and Woo! scorpion pepper. And oh. the... The Scoville scale for those two peppers combined sits somewhere around 1.5 million. And uh, the, the one guy who, was, uh, who wound up to go on to win it, I, know I gave them all points if they took a spoonful of the, of the, of the pepper paste. Uh, the one guy, I thought he was going to die. His eyes started to swell up. He started to sweat. He couldn't breathe. We had to bring him over to the sink. I had to push water in his mouth. I poured milk all over him. And... The only thing that I could think of was that while Lifetime, I got a show on Lifetime at 7.30, um, if I would have killed the guy because of the pepper, I definitely would have made it to the dead one. Oh, yeah. And they probably would have made a Lifetime movie after it. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, when yes. chefs attack. There you go, nice. Chef NATO. Like after that stupid That's Chef it. NATO thing. Yeah. So uh, what That's else you it. got going so, on? Uh, you got a little radio action going on too right yeah you know i do a regular show down here in uh, south florida it's the paul and young ron show it's uh iheartradio.paulandyoungron.com for those of you in the uh, in the cyber world and it's a uh, you know it's two guys uh, waxing poetic about all things sport pop culture uh here and now you know drive time and i add the flavor as the uh, as the chef of the station and uh, I, I give them uh, what I feel about the effects of arugula and parmesan in the galaxy every week. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, you know. And I was looking at the website, and, uh, you know, they have your recipes up there. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I got a phone call for you there, Ralph. Hello hey, there. Hey, how are we doing? Uh-oh. Lorenza, what's going on? Justin. Yeah. Yo, we got Justin on the line. Nice. All right. How are we hey, doing? Uh, 
good, man. We got a Ralph Pagano. Yeah, Justice from, uh, season's end. Go on, gentlemen. Okay, hey, what's going on, Justin? Welcome to the welcome to the party. Yeah. How's the show? How's the show going? Yeah, it's going good, man. Going good. You well, know, I got uh, a little surprise. I got a little surprise for you guys, actually. You, uh, Clem, you know who Katie is, right? I absolutely do. The one that makes us famous? Katie's the one who runs the Hell's Kitchen Underground Facebook page. It's becoming quite, quite popular. She's more popular than all of us. She is, actually. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm actually almost, in my restaurant almost. right now. Yeah. And she's over here with me. She's sitting right next to me right now. Nice. And I'm sure, I think that she would be pretty excited to talk to Clemenza. Yeah. Nice. All right. How about, uh, would you like to uh, chime in with season one runner-up, Ralph Pagano? Yeah. Oh, Ralph, how are you? Hey, what's up, Justin? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm very well. Heard a lot of great things about you. Right back yeah. at you, brother. The Mutual Admiration Club is in full effect. Absolutely. Yeah, Sorry, no, on your, right Sorry to bust in on you. She's such a fan. She's got me almost in tears here. <laughs> well, put her on the like, I'm like, an emotional guy. Like Let me get her on the line with you guys. Time. You got Ralph Pagano on the line, too. Yeah. 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 So hold on. Get yourself ready for this. Okay? <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Justin. Justin. I'm on the radio? I'm Katie G, the administrator of Hell's Kitchen Underground. Don't we go? We got, all right, not only do you got Jeff Clemenza, but you got... Hold on, it's a, it's a little hard to hear it, so... You got, you got okay. Jeff, Jeff Daniel yeah. Ryan from K11, and you got Ralph Pagano, who started it all with season one of HK, so you got triple the HK action on the line right now by one phone call. I mean... And I, and I watched them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rob, I have a question for you, though, regarding the HK Underground. Were you the one that made that picture of me with the Photoshop ears even bigger than they already are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, maybe we lost them. Hello. But, uh, All right, so Ralph. Well, let me just chime in because Ralph's, uh, Ralph's a busy man. we got to, uh, we got to talk to him. I do that, Ralph. Wow, yeah, he's, he's trying to talk her in. Too much crap. Crap. I can't hear a thing. I have no clue. I hear something, but I, I can't like. I can't hear hardly anything. I don't know whether it's. I'm not sure. I hear somebody talking. Katie, can you hear us? Katie, can you hear us? Yeah. Hello. There, oh, oh, still there, right? Sorry, so, sorry. She's she, she's a little excited right now. Hold on, let me, she, she hears you, but she can't hear you too well. I think well. she's a little panicked. Uh, yeah, I think she's a little. She's, I think she's, she's excited. Little bit. Hold on. All right, so all right. Well, you talk to her for a second. We're going to talk to Ralph. We okay. Got, uh, okay. One one okay. second. Give us, give, all right. Give us a hot second. We're talking to Ralph Fagano right now. So okay. Ralph, what are you talking right I'm, now? I'm I'm trying really hard to. Hard to hear if I can. I can't even. Oh, oh my God. We're going to mute you for one hot second. Hold on. We're in the middle. There All right. Hey, Ralph. Here you go, Ralph. I, I, I had to mute them for a hot second. Yeah, Sometimes it happens, bro. You got to push yeah, the button. Yeah, we, well, we had a bad connection. It happened. So, uh, 
What are you running now, work-wise? Uh, right now, I've got a uh, beautiful joint down in uh, Sunny Isles Beach. It's called uh, Alba Seaside Italian Crab House, right? We're right on the ocean, right in Sunny Isles. It's beautiful. And right now, October 15th, started the beginning of stone crab season, Ooh, right? So I stone saw, crabs are what it's all about. They are the jewel of the Atlantic. Yeah, that is beautiful. I saw you on that helicopter coming in with the cooler of them. You know, you do everything in style, yeah, yeah, my yeah. man. Well, listen, you know, there's only one way to do it, baby. If you got to uh, go big or go home, right? So That's I've been right, very man. fortunate here in uh, here in Florida. They're uh, they're pretty kind to me, and uh, I got a buddy of mine that's got a uh, a helicopter, another buddy that's got a boat, uh, another buddy that's got a TV camera, and we said, hey, we got an idea. So we went down <laughs> to the Keys and snatched uh, snatched the first uh, batch of crabs at 5:30 in the morning on October 15th, and we brought them via helicopter from the Keys to Peacock Park in Coral Gables. And it was great. It was beautiful. It started the stone crab season. It started the uh, Coconut Grove Seafood Festival. So it was really a great time. Wow. Oh, stone nice. crab is one of my all-time favorite things in the world. Those yeah. things are just phenomenal. Yeah. Now, I, was, I, did, I read an old article, like when you first opened up Alba, and the one thing that jumped out at me, which I loved, was I think it was in a February or something, you did the WTF dinner. Indeed, WTF, baby. It doesn't just stand so for the... what you think it stands for. It says, right, right. it stands for wine, travel, food. And we do on uh, Thursday nights, uh, we let people come in, and it's the perfect chef menu. They eat what I'm cooking. There's no menu. It's exactly whatever I say it is. I do a salad course. I do a pizza course. I do a pasta course. I do a meat course, a fish course, side dishes. I just keep on laying on top, laying on top. You guys would love it. You'd put me out of house and home. It would be fantastic. <laughs> well, that's what I liked. It said, you will eat what I make and like it. I loved it. It was great. That's the, that's the story. And then, uh, and then we attach it, and we do nothing but pour uh, whatever wines I'm featuring that re- night, red, white, Prosecco, red sangria, white sangria, and we spill that all over the table. The DJ plays the music. By the time uh, 11 o'clock comes around, generally somebody's on top of the bar dancing. Oh, Beautiful. No, I would probably be on top of the bar dancing. Well, well, yeah. You have to help me up. That's quite a visual. You might have to help me up. Come down, no problem. I I got no problem. I'll just bounce back down. Yeah. Now, now, we got we got stairs, Clemente. You can take the stairs. All right, nice. (laughs) Now, speaking of dancing on the bar and stuff, uh, I want to know if if you've ever run into another fellow Staten Islander down there, turned like Miami bar owner, Big Ange. From Mob Wives. Big Ange and the Miami Monkey. Yeah, man. (laughs) I had the pleasure of meeting Big Ange a few times on a few benefits. And, uh, you know, my family actually knows some of her family from years ago and whatever. Yeah, well, her husband, you know, was, uh, you know, his dad used to own bottom lease, for Christ's sakes, back in the day. It was great. I never knew she had a husband on bottom lease. Yeah. I didn't know bottom bottom lease. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I broke my stereo bottom her husband, Neil Murphy, who's the sanitation guy she always makes fun of on the show, is, you know, his dad uh, used to run out of boundaries. It's, it's pretty cool. But she's a, she's a sterile. Nice. Right? You, go, you go to a drunken monkey on Forest Avenue over here, and you never know what you're going to get when the cameras are rolling, you know. Yeah, for sure. By the way, I would think that you never know what you're going to get when the cameras are not rolling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple more beers. I'm gonna I used to live on Forest Avenue. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Forest Dance. It's not the same as it used to be, but you still got some of the old haunts running around. You got Rusty's, you got Duffy's, Afternoons. 
We'll be filming in the afternoons this Sunday. Rob and I are doing some videos for uh, eHouse.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's bad. Nice. Well, my good buddy, uh, uh, culinary school uh, classmate and uh, and friend Steve Rowan uh, owns Rusty's, right? Yeah, yeah, Steve, and he's uh, he's got Rusty's and uh, the Randall Manor Tavern on uh, right by the hospital. It's pretty right, cool. The formerly uh, Roscoe's uh, fa- newly yeah. famous salute. That's it. That's former it, yeah. Roscoe's. And then, but, and then I got another buddy of mine. You guys got to go see Chris Lacey over at the Bridge Tavern uh, yeah. in Fort Richmond. Who does it? I was at the Bridge Tavern yesterday. I had uh, they do that happy hour with fifty cent clams and dollar shrimps. And, yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, you're gonna wait forever. How many did you knock down, Clemenza? How many did you knock down? I don't down? even want to say. I did about three dozen clams. I got uh, the. I was gonna have. I was gonna have, I was gonna have was like over thirty-four. <laughs> How many? What happened? <laughs> nice. I had over nice. thirty-four clams. It's oh. easy, especially at that price. Oh hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I get nuts with plants. I can do an easy six dozen. And then if I'm drinking, one time, true story, I snorted one and spit it out, you know, to freak out some girls. And she goes, can you do that in slow motion? And I did it, and it got stuck in my sinuses. I thought I had to go to the hospital. You snorted a clam and spit it out. Oh, man. I'd love to see that. I tried to snort a clam, but I didn't think it was a clam. I tried to snort a clam, but I didn't think it was a clam. <laughs> so what else is going on? How you like uh, living out there in Florida? It looks like it's treating you real well. You got like that band of Soleil tan going on. I got to tell you right now, gentlemen, I've, uh, uh, I'm sitting in a pair of linen pants. I got a pair of flip-flops on looking out over the, uh, the Atlantic Ocean. The cruise ships are in the distance. There's a balmy breeze. It's about 74 degrees right now. Couldn't be any better. You sound like that Dos Equis guy. Nice. The ultimate yeah, man listen, or whatever I don't, it is, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to say something to all the big and beefy fans that are out there. If anybody ever wants to come down and they want to come and spend a couple of days, get away, come down to a hotel right on the ocean, eat, drink, play, and repeat, I am more than happy to extend courtesies, value packs, and nothing but love upon the people that listen to you guys because you guys are great. Nice, nice. Until they show up with a Groupon and you're like, hit hit the door. Get out of here. What are you talking about? And now you don't want to pay for it? Nice. Ah, I hate that Groupon. Nice. But, uh, all right, I got got a little question for you, Ralph. Do you do do a lot of cooking at home? You know what? I'm going to tell you that uh, at home, the only day that I cook is Sunday afternoon twice a month, right? So uh, the first and the middle Sundays of the month, I stay at home with my wife, and we chill out, and we watch whatever movies we want to watch, and we. Now, and what we do you, do what do you make on Sunday? You do any Sunday at Sunday gravy? Some you do anything Italian? What, what do you do? What's your typical Sunday well, meal? Well, some days, Clemenza, I touch on Italian, but the fact of the matter is, I got an Italian crab joint, right? So we're doing, you know, uh, you know, scunfilli or ribiata and calamari with the biscotti and the stone crabs and the garlic crabs and all those things. All day you long, know, nobody does that anymore cramp. with the biscotti. No, that's a lost. I'm so happy you said that because I was just talking to somebody that the other day and they had no clue what the hell it was. And I'm like, that's no one does that. man. That's how you yeah. do it. That's the way it's supposed uh, to be. That's the right way to do it. over the top. Exactly. Right? So uh, we have a good time. But when I'm home, you know, so I come from a pretty distinct ethnic heritage, right? I'm half Italian, which is clear in my Ralph Pagano name. 
but I'm also uh-huh. Lebanese. So on, on Sundays, when I'm home, I make hummus and baba ganoush, and I do some grilled lamb, and I make some uh, yogurt sauce, and I, I do a fresh you, I make pita. I'm a little jealous. Those are my two favorite foods right there, hummus and baba ganoush and a whole Italian side. But rather than eat Italian food, I love some grilled lamb and some hummus and baba ganoush. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, perfect. Well, well then, Clemenza, you're in, uh, you're in good luck because uh, in December, uh, this is a perfect place to break the news. I haven't told anybody. I'm going to tell you guys. I'm giving you the scoop. Uh, we're opening a Lebanese restaurant uh, down in Miami Beach. Nice. I think we got to go see Ralph. Yeah, definitely. I think we have to. We have to go down there. Yeah. Without a doubt. And eat like chips. And not even like go things. to his restaurant. I want to sit on his couch. I want to look in the. Uh, I want a pair of linen pants. I want to sit around and yeah. hang out, smoke a you cigar. Cigars? Yeah. Exactly. Crack <laughs> over a bottle of champagne right. and eat some baba ganoush. Listen, this is. This is the life that we chose to live, baby. You know, so be it, right? If, uh, uh, if you can't enjoy life, why bother living? Exactly. Yeah. Ralph, I got, one, I got a question for you. You know, you were one of the first guys on, on Hell's Kitchen Season 1. How do you think in, in 11 seasons the show has progressed and come along? And, you know, what's your whole take on that from 1 to where it's at now? Listen, you know, on a, on a factual state, here's the deal. When, when Hell's Kitchen came along, um, there was no other competition shows out there. There wasn't Next Food Network star. There wasn't Top Chef. There wasn't uh, Pick a Show and fill in the blank name on it. They weren't out there. So when I heard about Hell's Kitchen, they said, hey, you're going to come, you're going to win a restaurant. Uh, it's worth a million bucks, and, and you go on your way. I said, wow, that sounds great to me. I already had a restaurant out in the Hamptons that I sold. I moved down to Florida. I was down here, and it sounded like a great idea. So I went and tried out for the show, and long story short, I made it. And, you know, we did it. We went through the piece of the puzzle. And when I was involved in it, Clemens, and you, know, you can understand this better than anybody else, when you're in it and you feel the cameras around you, you know, in the first couple of days, you stop to see the cameras, right? They're just there. Exactly. And you're just going about your business. And you're trying to do your thing. But I was always trying to be cognizant of it because, let's just face it, you know, with reality TV, you know that there's going to be a way that some – edit guy in, a, in an edit room with headphones on is going to grab your face from one picture and your words from another picture exactly. and somebody else's face from another picture and slide them all together. So what I think that Hell's Kitchen, that where the food and the ability to run a restaurant uh, is definitely an underlying theme, I think that, Clemenza, you're a pro. I'm a pro. Uh, Justin's a pro. Jason's a pro. Paul is a pro. I can I can run through the names of pros that have been on. So you left that rough. And then <laughs> you left me out, guy. Come I on. Won't. We played little league together. Uh, Dan doesn't matter. You're crooked kitchen. That's you, baby. You're, you're, you're the cutthroat kitchen. Yeah, baby. I still do your fresh ones. Right, but that, no. But the fact is, <laughs> I think that I think the. Uh, I think the eye on the prize uh, has been blurred a little bit by the, uh, by the ratings line. And while uh, there's pros out there and the pros always, think that, uh, always float to the top, um, everyone's, you know, there's the, there's the girl that can't cook, there's the guy that's, uh, that's got mommy issues, there's the guy that's got daddy issues, and they fall apart and they expand upon it. But, you know, Clement, that one of the things, and I'll say this, you know, you got – you got my boy Royce Wagner. Now, Clemenza, you had the uh, you had the pleasure of working with Royce. That's a good word. <laughs> that, <laughs> Royce, Royce is actually look. Royce is a misunderstood kid. I, I like Royce. Royce is a good guy, 
He, you know, you want to poke him in his eyeballs sometimes, but you gotta love him. He, he's a good kid. I, I, I actually had the pleasure of sleeping in the same room with Royce. And uh, he doesn't say, say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, say, let me tell you. No, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the deal. Here's the thing. That guy Royce, and I'm sure that he was a misfit when he was on the show. But the fact of the matter is, he ran a banquet division for me uh, that was doing. Uh, 500, 700, uh, you know, meals a weekend, uh, and sometimes 800, 1,000 in a week during the busiest. And he did it with professionalism. And while he was a little sporadic and a little all over the place, and he's a little crazy, uh, the guy knows what he's doing. Oh, unfortunately, absolutely. On the sh- and, uh, but unfortunately on the show, the real takeaway is, and I hope the listeners understand that, that sometimes what you see on the show is not exactly how somebody really is, right? Because TV's <laughs> got a, uh, you know... This is what I tell everybody too, Ralph. And, and we got yeah. we got Dan here from season eleven too, and I'm sure he'll attest to the same thing. Is the cooking is the easy part. Being away from your family and the cameras, and you know they don't tell you to say anything or do anything, but there is a little manipulation behind it sometimes. Sometimes that can get the best of people. You know, when I when I left to do the show, you know, my mom was going in for eye surgery because she was going blind. My dog just had puppies and had breast cancer. They didn't know. I don't know whether the dog was going to live or die or not. You know, I just broke up with my girl. So I walked away from a lot of things in my life literally two days later and didn't know anything because you can't right. have any cell phones or outside communication. And that has a huge part to play in. You know, people don't understand. It's not the pressure. Look, I come from an all-Italian family. You can yell and scream at me all day long all you want. Ramsey don't scare me at all in any way, shape, or form. He's very intimidating, yes. But, again, the pressures of being away from your everyday life and the cameras on you and the hurry up and, you know, it, it does get to you and it can break some people. Oh, the well, listen, you know, beforehand, before I went on, and, again, you know, there was no, um, there was no playbook for me to read before I went on, because it never happened before. Uh, but I, but I, I read some, I read some, uh, uh, some things about uh, how they break somebody down and how they uh, get inside your head, and how you people go crazy when they're under uh, sequester. So yeah. every day, uh, I made a notch on the wall uh, representing a day. And, and it wasn't like we were going to be locked up like uh, animals in Rikers Island, right? But it was just for no, me to keep an eye like on the ball. Camp for chefs. Oh, for sure. It's Listen, like being they, in like a boot camp for chefs. Let me give you a takeaway story. Here's a takeaway story, right? We go down to uh, three people, right? It's me. Uh, Tattoo Mike and Jessica, right? And we get we, we move on to the to the final round, right? There's gonna be three of us. And we go back to the room and there's champagne in the room. And the champagne in the room, I drink the champagne, Jessica drinks the champagne. The guy tattoo Mike, he don't drink the champagne. We drink till two thirty, three, four o'clock and three thirty in the morning. We do a couple of interviews post as you're well aware, Clemenza, how it works and for the listeners, when you're all done with the service, then there comes the hard part where they start to interview each one person for 30 minutes, 40 minutes at a time until the night's over. So that could go for another two, three hours. So at 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, we settle in to go to sleep. And as soon as we pass, go to sleep, the phone rings, and Ramsey wants us in the kitchen. So we wake up, we rattle our heads, we get the cobwebs out, we shake out the eyes, we go into the room and the kitchen there, and he says, the first thing he says is, he goes, the baker called, and we're not going to be able to have bread for tomorrow's service. So he looked at me, and Scott looked at me, and I say, well, that's great. Call another baker. (laughs) I'm going back to bed. What's going on here? So he says, okay, you guys got to make the bread. So, all right, we're going to make the bread. So the bread takes um, two and a half hours to make bread from start to finish. By the time that you make the mix, you let the dough proof. Uh, You go in, you go to second proof, you bake the bread. It's two and a half, half, three hours. So it's 4.30 in the morning. 
Next thing you know, by the time we start doing it, it's like 7 a.m. And instead of hurrying, hurrying it up and trying to get to bed, I take a completely different approach. I take time leaves and I take my shears and my scissors and I slice each one to this perfect exact size. And then I flash fry it for a second in 260-degree oil so that it just perfumes perfectly. And then put it on the bread and then wash the bread with a little bit of egg wash and then bake it so each one is this beautiful little perfect time-infused loaf. And the, the producers come over and they go, listen, you guys, you got to go to bed now because we got to change our cameras and you guys got to go to bed because you got to, you know, come back tomorrow and you got to do it all over again in three hours. And Clemenza, as sure as I'm standing here, this is what I said to the guy. I said, we can do this all night long. If you think you're breaking my balls by making bread at 7 o'clock in the morning, you got the wrong cat. You want me to stop? Go get me a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, a New York Post, <laughs> and a cup of coffee, and I'll finish. <laughs> well, yeah. I, no, I agree. And that's like they had me on one episode. We lost the challenge. And like, all right, you got to make the pasta for dinner service. I'm like, all right, great, cool. <laughs> Where's all the dough? And everybody else like, oh, man, are you kidding me? And they had it like old school with the laundry racks and I'm the driver having a blast. They're like, we're going to make you do this for the next two hours. I was like, great, give me some more pasta, though. I'll make some more pasta. You know, like, some of it does break, you know. Like, when we had to churn butter on, like, a one-foot-tall stool that I can barely fit on. Yeah. You know, and churn butter for three hours, that was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, butt plug. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, though, Ralph. They do try to break you, and you know what? You know, either you're going to make it, you can't let it get to you. You know, that's the whole thing. As much as they want to, you got to kind of just go in your own little world. And well, really, in the thing. restaurant world. That's really how it have, is, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it is. You, you, you yeah, have I mean, that's when the real chefs come out is when, you know, yeah. all right. When I did that uh, search for the next poor personality with Guy Fieri, it was only one day or whatever, but he had this huge Jägermeister party the night before. And, you know, all the other contestants went home. They were doing, I stayed out till like, 6 a.m. with the guy. I had a call time at 7 o'clock in the morning. He didn't show up till 10. But all the cameras are sitting there watching me puke behind the, the van and then wipe my mouth, have a swig or something, and then go to work. And I was, you know, in front of the, once I saw the cameras and everything, I was fine. But, you know. Listen, they, uh, uh, the, the follow-up to that is uh, when we're in the kitchen about three hours later, right, we went and we took a nap for an hour or two. And we're back in the kitchen. It's about 10.30, quarter to 11 in the morning. We're prepping, right? And this is the, the, the three-person night where who goes to move on to the finale, right? So it's an important, you know, day of service. And Scott, the sous chef, comes over, and he said, uh, how you doing? You know, and I, we, we had a kindred spirit from the beginning. We knew a lot of the same people as it worked out, even though you're not supposed to know anybody, right? right. I know a lot of people. He knew a lot of people. We knew people. And he said, how you feeling? How you holding up? And I said, I hate to, be the, to break the news to you, but I've gone to work straight through the night in a lot worse of shape than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh... Right? And and that might be because I was at Bottomley's and uh, Bottomley's and Rusty's the night before. <laughs> yeah, baby. It happens, man. These things happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I went, uh, when I first went down, I, I, I'm bad on planes. So I kind of went somewhere and had a couple of drinks, made sure I stood up kind of late night, got on a plane to Vegas, and next thing you know, I woke up, uh, to L.A. rather, I woke up and, uh, you know, I was 20 minutes away from landing, which was fantastic, because that would have bugged out of my mind. Yeah. And then you get there, and you're all shot out, and the sun's beaming on you with 17 maniacs that you don't know. Yeah. You guys only had 12 guys on your season, right? It was six and six? Yeah. Well, it's imagine, evolved. Imagine the 20 I had to deal with. Me yeah, and you, had, out people. you had 20. I had, what did we have, 18. We had yeah. 18. And that small dorm, 20 people? Yeah. <clears throat> the bathroom situation sucked. 
Yeah. All right, now, Ralph, quick question. We're talking about being hungover and everything, right? Can you hear me? I'm good at being hungover. Yeah. Now, when you when you come home after a late-night bender or whatnot, what is your go-to meal? Like, what do you like well, to make yourself? That you ask, it's, it's funny that you ask me that because I have a very uh, precise uh, methodology of healing my body the day after giving my body a beating. And it's as simple as this. The first thing I like to do is start off the morning with a blazing hot peel my skin off my body shower. If it's possible, find my way into a steam room with some eucalyptus because the eucalyptus gets inside your lungs and coughs out all the smoke, the cigarettes, and the booze that gets out of you. I get a schmidt. And then I go in the kitchen. (laughs) I go in the kitchen, and I take 20 clams. I wash the little neck clams or middle neck clams. I wash them. I steam them with olive oil, garlic, butter, white wine, parsley, and a squeeze of lemon. I eat the clams, and then I drink all the juice down in one shot. I wash it down with a half a gallon of water, and I'm ready to go to war all over again. Yeah, I would do the same thing, except I would add some crushed red pepper in there and kind of get some heat going on and try to sweat it out even a little bit more. Because I'm a big guy. Well, I, got a lot I have to tell you, I have <laughs> I gotta say something. You probably don't need. You probably don't need the hot pepper to spit. <laughs> I spit naturally. As a matter of fact, I'm spitting right now. Well, I tell you what. I mean, here's the did the math on it. And the clam has the protein. The white wine has the sulfites. The butter and the olive oil are the lipids that transmit everything through your body. The clam, uh, the uh, parsley has the chlorophyll in it, and the garlic has the antibodies. When you take them all together, singularly. They're not as effective, but when you put them all together in a pot and you drink them down, dude, they'll change your life. In fact, yeah. on my menu, that dish has a name, and it's called New Day Clams, because once you have the taste of it, it's like a new day. Nice. nice. Now, I'm a little bit weird with my hangovers. I crave ice-cold pickle juice. I like ice-cold pickle juice. Yeah. yeah. See, I like, you know what it is? I like chicken soup. With a squeeze of lime, some cilantro, and some crushed red pepper. See, all this stuff is too much work for me. I can't. I, I need something that's just in a jar and pop it open. Just when I'm hungry. I was going to make chickens with the morning. I'll take a container out of the freezer that mom made. And take the frozen. Yeah. That's good, Brian. Yeah. I just poach an, egg, poach an egg and chicken stock. I'm good to go for the day. All right. That's all right. Good. Yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm Everybody's got their own, uh, their own. <laughs> Everybody's got their own. See, the bacon, egg, and cheese, as much as your body wants it, your body wants to feel that fat and crave on it and right, shift exactly. that down with the, with the egg and the cheese. Anything. The fact is, if you, <laughs> no, it's, it's hurting. But if you want to come yeah. back and fight, oh, yeah, by the way, if you have the New Day clams, two hours later, you could be drinking again. Ah, beautiful. I, I just really want to come down. I think you should go make some clams right now. <laughs> well, where am I going to get? I don't know. Well, I probably do have some All right, so gentlemen, I'm going to put it out there in the – I'm going to put it out there in the universe for you. Here's what I would like to. Uh, here's what I would like to propose. I would like you guys to propose a day uh, between now and any day you want, but preferably be between now and February, where you take the Big and Beefy show on the road and you come down and we do two shows: one in Sunny Isles on the beach, right in front of my crab shack, and then we'll do the second one down on the beach in South Beach, right in front of the Lebanese joint. We'll eat, uh. drink, be merry. 
uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cloud you. You don't even got to go any pretty girl. You had me come down. <laughs> Perfect, Terry was... McGuire. <laughs> you had me Who's coming with me? <laughs> you had me at come down. That's it. Ah, oh, that's great, man. Yeah, well, we'll have a ball. Actually, you had me when you said 12 clams. That, that was it. I, I was sold. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I well, can uh, stir up... If I could stir up Mr. Lagavacini, our old coach from Wiseglass. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I hope that guy's dead. I hated him. <laughs> no, he's okay, actually. His name's, uh, his name's Horace. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he was all right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, else, what else you got coming up? Anything you else you want to push? Well, yeah, you, got, you want to plug any, uh, some websites, some information, well, any stuff? And listen, your listeners are always welcome to visit the website, albamiami.com, A-L-B-A-Miami.com. Uh, <laughs> over there, you can see what's going on in the place. Uh, we have a lot of stuff. In fact, Thursday night, we got a pretty interesting night going on. I got, uh, I got a benefit going on at the casino night uh, where we're doing a uh, raise money for dialysis patients who can't feed themselves, so we take care of feeding them. So we're raising some money for it. And then on the second hand, and Rob, you've been really great doing uh, charity work with me, what we did for Hip for Kids. I really appreciate it. It goes a long way. And then on, and then on, on Thursday night as well, I'm doing a vegan dinner, uh, right, all vegan, no, no dairy, no animal protein for John Sally, NBA All-Star, uh, a.k.a. the Ooh. Spider-Man, a.k.a. TNT. And uh, we're doing a dinner at the restaurant. He's got a vineyard called the Vegan Vineyard. And we're doing a, a vegan wine dinner. Uh, we got a, a basketball hoop set up. Uh, we're going to try and dunk on John Sally. And I'm going to make artichokes taste so good, you're going to want to smack the guy next to you. Oh, man, that sounds great. Well, I'd probably smack the guy next to me just for the hell of it anyway. But, <laughs> you know. You know, and listen, comment if the guy's got to come and he's got to come in. You know what are going to do? I'm telling you. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you got it all going on down there, man. I think, you know what, everyone says, you know, like New York's the place to be. But I think Florida is right now, you know, like it's, there's nothing going on in New York, you know. It's just filthy. I, sun. I, I tell everybody this. I tell everybody all the smart Italians and all the smart Jews move down to South Florida, and then the really smart ones retire in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a you know, thing down in Jupiter. Uh, I, I worked in a Caribbean restaurant down in Jupiter, Florida. And it was pretty good. It was back in the day when they pay you 200 bucks to work about 80 hours, you know, and, and God knows, but I loved it. It was because it was snowing up here, and I was down there in shorts. So, let me tell you, you know, uh, you know, I've been very, I've been very fortunate that you know the Hell's Kitchen opened up a lot of doors for me and allowed me to have the show Pressure Cook on Travel Channel, where we get to tour around the world. And I've been to a lot of different places all over. And I got to tell you, you know, when I strap on my shoes and I walk through the streets of New York, nothing feels more comfortable or more, you know, at home for me. Uh, you know, I got my family there. I've been raised there. You know, I cut my teeth there. It's been everything that's been. But um, for everybody who's listening, uh, if you want to be a, uh, a smuggler uh, or a money launderer, we have plenty of positions open in Miami, Florida. <laughs> that's so awesome, man. Yeah, well, uh, you know, thanks for calling in, my man. And uh, I'll never forget, you did give me one word of advice when I actually got in touch with you, and I was bummed that I came in second on Chopped, and then uh, I did the pork personality thing, came in second, and you told me one thing. You said, I make my living on second place. I made a career out of coming in second, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I make my living out of fifth place. So fourth place, fourth place, I gave it. 
But that's you, soon to change. You're doing, it's soon to change. You're doing, you're doing more with the Clemenza than anybody else. Good on you, my friend. Good I'm on you. I'm telling you, man. It's funny because I still get it. It blows my mind that it's a year and a half later, and no matter where I go when I'm out in public, somebody goes, Clemenza! And it just freaks me out. It's that's just, it. You know, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. Feeling. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. It really is. All right, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying. You know, it, it, it's it's a nice feeling to be able to do what we do, and then ultimately uh, to be able to, to meet the people that we meet and do the things that we do. It's it's a really good thing, and uh, uh, I wish you guys all the best. You got a great show, and uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you, the door is always open. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I've heard so much about you from Rob and Royce and just following you and watching you. And it's absolutely, and really, from the bottom of my heart, love talking to you. You're a pure yeah. entertainer, my man. Yeah, you you're are a good dude. Just... You're one of us, man. Yeah. You're one of us. I'm so glad you Rock did and roll, baby. And, uh, I look forward to seeing you guys soon, folks. I'm going to take you up on that offer. And Rob and I are going to come down and eat you at a house and home. So get ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm Don't worry friend. about it, baby. I'm... Yeah. You guys come on down anytime. The door is always there for you. Thank you, Ralph. Save right, Ralph. Nice you have, uh, have a great night. Good luck with uh, Thursday night and the uh, John Sally thing. And uh, lots of luck in the future. And hopefully we will see you in a, in, in a month or so. All right. Peace, love. Peace, love. All right, Ralph. Ralph. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. That was Ralph Pagano, everyone. And, uh, you know, yeah. we're sitting here with comedian Paulie Schneider, Dan Ryan from HK11. We tried getting Justin on the phone. Justin, by the way, is at his restaurant at Bin 14 in New Jersey right now. Right. Eating dinner with um, the girl who runs the HK Underground website. And Will, the runner-up from Season 9, is also joining them. And they're going to call us back in a little bit and oh, good. chat with us a little bit. And yeah, we got, she was a little nervous. She, she... Yeah, she was a little nervous. A little nervous. All right. I would be too bad to talk to myself. You know? <laughs> But uh, we got Paul, Paul. We're gonna put Paul back on the spot again. Yeah, baby, some, do it. We want some comedy. Yeah, here, Paul. Let's, go. Let's go. What do you got? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I, I, I had my own my own restaurant for a couple a couple years back. You know, didn't last too long though. I, you know, I, I should have named it the Titanic actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had one of those. Yeah, it's called Cold House Luncheonette. You know, but uh, definitely. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I always had that chef thing too. You know, I went to the New York restaurant school. You know, I got a hernia. It didn't work out for me in the fifth month. You know, so you know they filled me out. Right. Actually, I just couldn't cook. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, I, I made the uh, the, uh, the the teacher uh, projectile throw a puke. I think. <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. But um. You know, I always love food, you know, so I got this website, too, so I started, I, always, I was always into the restaurant thing, you know, so I, uh, me and my friend, my friend actually was the brains of it, but, you know, I help him out with it, uh-huh. with the, the sales in Brooklyn, and then I'm like the sales manager in Brooklyn, it's called whereyoueat.com. Know it very well. Oh, all right, yeah. With my, uh, my buddy, Alex Stushkin, and uh, we've been working on that, it's doing, it's doing really well in Staten Island, and Brooklyn's up and rolling. With all whereyueat.com, everybody go check it out. Yeah. You want to take, you know, order in, take out. You Why don't you yeah, tell us what it's about? What, do you, what, is, what is this Well, it's, it's like a restaurant portal. You go on there, and it, it's got every menu posted in Staten Island. And now so if have, I want to order from McDonald's, but, you'll go get me McDonald's delivered to my house. Well, you know what? McDonald's is like a franchise. It's like, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying. If yeah, I want to order from a Portofino or somewhere. No, but if you want, like, yeah, exactly. Any kind of, like, nice restaurant, you know, any kind of type of cuisine, cuisine we got. We got cuisine? Cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 that's
That's why you failed at a restaurant. And it's cuisine. Nice, you want a tree out of your Yeah, I've been hanging out with many cuisines. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, but um, anyway, so yeah, it's worth now what? Um, if you can order on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cuisine. Yeah, <laughs> 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 No, but um, anyway, yeah, I always love food. I always love cooking, so I had a restaurant. You know, you naturally so. sound like freaking Rocky Balboa. Hey, you, you know, you know, Paul. You see that guy Drago? Yeah, nice ass, no? We might go for the runs with him, you know? <laughs> That's my gay Rocky. Nice. Hey, yo, Tommy Gunn. I like your stuff, kid. I got a little something left in the basement. Just come check it out, all right? <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's enough of that. Now, isn't it, true, isn't it a true story that Rocky Balboa actually gave Tommy Guns AIDS? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know, but um, I don't know. You know, I've been blown. That's, that's a slow spot up. I know eventually he's going to come after me and beat the shit out of me, probably. <laughs> well, that's good. Then he can cash out on a payday. I'm a fight. That's all right. No, Just make right. sure he breaks your camera and you can sue him for uh, all, all like these paparazzi people are doing. Right. What do you think we uh we get into a little top five right now? Yeah, sure. I think it's time for the top five. We had Ralph Vaughn talking about his seafood plates and uh you know, and Dan we want you to chime in on this and Paul we definitely want you to chime in on this and uh yeah, Rob well, and I have our uh, like a, a favorite when you're out well, since he's like Florida stone crabs, we'll do like the uh your top five shellfish things. Like things, you know, like it could be clams or anything, but but like the food you don't really want to make at home, you don't want to take. It might be too hard and whatnot, but you love it. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> after some of the shellfish. Yeah. All right, what's your top five? What do you got? Me, I got. Now I worked in Nantucket for a little while too, and. And what's with the man from Nantucket? Yeah. A lot of my things are like uh, seasonal. Like you can't always get them and stuff. So. I got Nantucket Bay scallops because okay. there's only one season for them. It's like two months. You can't really get them. They now don't you get all frozen. fancy on us there. All right, what else? Yeah. Uh, then it's oysters because I don't want to do them at home. Absolutely. You know, I, I shucked for a living. I was a mother shucker. You were a mother shucker. I, I swear to God. It was like I would have clam juice and oyster juice dripping down. Never want to do it at home. I want someone else to I like it. a little clam juice, me personally. But anyway. <laughs> I was yeah. a bad shucker. <laughs> <laughs> I failed the shucking. <laughs> Now, another Florida delicacy, the spiny lobster. Nice. Where it's only the tail, nice. you know, and yep, it's yep. pretty good. Then I got my uh, shellfish that guys die over, the Alaskan king crab. Nice. Love it. Nice. nice. Love it. And then stone crabs, number one, because they only have one little season of them, and uh, that's my top five. All right, I'm going to rattle off my top five quick here. Number one being the stone crab, absolutely my favorite of all time. Right. Absolutely love it. Number two being oysters. Okay. I prefer the Kumamoto, the little small yeah. oyster. Okay. Number three, Dungeness crab. I don't like the Coney Island oyster. Or is that no. the white fish? Number four, I'm a sucker for a little neck clam. I really yeah. am. Ice cold little neck on a half shell, Tabasco, a cocktail, a squeeze of lemon meat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's good with little necks, too? It's you, you can make them any way you want. You can have Absolutely. them raw. You can throw them on a grill. You can... What are you, Forrest Gump? Yeah, I can stay there forever. I just don't get killed in yet, but I'll tell you a million ways to make uh, clams. And, and last but definitely not least, 
lobster, any kind of steamed, simple lobster, right out the shell, a little butter, maybe a little garlic in there, squeeze a lemon, hey, you know, forget about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I do love lobster. I really do. But I, sometimes I get pissed and I'm paying let's, like let's 30, 40 I'm, bucks. Please, let's see what Dan and Paul got to say. This. What about yeah. you, Dan? What's your favorite space on me your favorite shellfish? I'm Jewish, so I really can't eat shellfish. Well, wow. the day when I did. Before you were Jewish. Well, before I was a good Jew. You know, back then when I was like half Gentile, if you will. Okay. Uh, you only were Jewish for the holidays. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Hanukkah, eight days of presents. Why not? Right. <laughs> hey, I'd be Jewish for that. Another like thirty holidays every month. So I'm right, barely, exactly. I barely ever go to school. Just make them up <laughs> at the end, and you're, you're not in class. Why do you question it? So clam chowder. I used to go nuts over that mm-hmm. one. Well, I love clam chowder. Can't do it anymore, but I miss it. Yeah. Right. Thing I miss is clam chowder and bacon anything. Soft shell crab. Now, do you like the little necks with just the breadcrumb, or like the old school where they got the giant top neck clams? Well, well, and well, they, Italian, so they make these ridiculous stuffed clams, even without actually... Clams oregano. It's breadcrumb, oregano, olive yeah. oil, grated cheese, parsley. Yeah, I mean, I love those, but remember... Like you can even buy like diners would have them. Yeah, when you jump up clams, which is chopped up yep. clams and breadcrumbs. Yeah. yeah, and my guilty pleasure for anything like that is you know that fake butter that they have at restaurants like made out of plastic. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my god, and it smokes black. It smells like yeah. plastic. It's so good though. Mm, delicious. It is. You yeah. that on damn near anything. I'm sorry. I actually stubbed my toe the other day and it dripped out. Oh, I sometimes go home and rub myself down with that. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. I'm like a giant stupid <laughs> slug. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What do you, what do you awful, got? Awful image in my head right now. <laughs> oh my God. Paul, what about you? What are you? What are some of the things you got over there? All right. Yeah, my one of my favorite places got to be. And I mentioned it before, Randazzo's. Absolutely. Bay, Absolutely. Uh, my favorite spot. You know, I go there a lot, and uh, you know, I always get to, you know calamari, of course, you know, with hot sauce, and but um, I love yeah, you know, jumbo shrimps. Shrimp cocktails, you know, I'm a mm. big shrimp cocktail. Bubble gum shrimp. I'm a big <laughs> shrimp cocktail guy, shrimp oregano. And I'm a big, big, big clam guy. Big yeah, clam you guy. look like a big clam guy. Yeah, I'm a big, big clam guy, you know, big clams, you know. Mm. Yeah. And uh, you dip the bread in there. And, oh, oh that's, that's the best part. Street. Sam's on Court Street in Brooklyn. They're the best big clams. I, I love them, you know. What's the guy's uh, Dom Pep's? Tom yeah. in uh, Queens. Mm-hmm. They've right. been on a couple episodes of Entourage. You got to go there. If you want the best bait clams, oh, go yeah. to Tom Pets. Okay. They're absolutely going to rape you on the place, yeah. abuse the crap out of you when you walk in the door. They don't give a crap, cause, but they are the best bait clams you get. Living Turtle, like in real life, open up one yep. in California. I know, he opened up, I know he did it on the show. I don't know if he did it in real life. Yeah. There's a little place. There's a place. That wasn't real life? No, my God. There's a place out in Long Island, right up across uh, Cross Island Parkway, Cross Bay Boulevard. Yeah, 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 something like that. It's out in Long Island. Bubba Gum Shrimp. No, nah, it's called uh, Mama Teresa's best. I actually, best yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard of that. I've really actually heard place. of that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, that's going to lead us into our... Uh, well, actually, oh, yeah. Well, what, we want to do a little oh, food fight? I think so. That's what I was going to say. Because I was just going to say... it's time to rumble. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention that I forgot was... Blue claw crabs on a table. See, I'm more of a lobster bait guy. Yeah, I mean, I Big love them both. Think, think about this. A little sausage or a hot dog and the potato and the corn and the clams and the mussels and the... Nothing wrong right. with banging some crabs on a table and drinking right. some beers. I'm all for it. 
Matter of fact, I would go for some right now if we could. Yeah. But, but I uh, mean, if I was dying, I'd want a ton of crabs. Old Bay season. Well, let, let's let's uh, let's see what one. we got here. What do you like, that guy? Fried the album. Well, before oh. we do that, let's. All right, we're going to do a little food fight here. It's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. Five pounds of chopped meat with punching it. Nice. Hey, yo, Chef nice. Ramsey. Knock him down. You try knocking me down. We're talking about the food fight here, and we're doing. Rob's going with the blue claw crabs, breaking them open on the table. Paper, pitcher of beer. That's my last meal. Absolutely fantastic. I'm saying that I'd rather have a lobster bake, steamed lobster, clams, mussels. Clam chowder. Hey, he's going with clam chowder. Who the fuck I can't have it? What's clam chowder? I've been in New England. What is I like New England. Yeah. I like clam chowder. I'm scared. As long as I like Anyway, red, white. All right, well, now we got we got to settle the difference here in a battle. And now, Dan, we know you don't eat much seafood, okay, or you can't. If you had to pick one, going from past experience, would you rather crack open some blue corn crabs on a table, or would you rather do... The lobster bake with the steam lobster. lobster. The clams. Lobster uh, bake. Lobster. Oh, lobster. rough one. What do you say? I have a lobster. I you know, know, you know what I don't like about the lobster know, bake? What? I mean, I'm always the underdog here, but I always have good reason. The lobster, love it. Get all that crap out of there. I don't want potatoes. I don't want corn. I don't want none of that. I just want pure meat like a crab. Oh, absolutely. Not. But think about yeah. this. After that lobster, you can get that buttery, seafoody, mm. corn, chow it down. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just gets in the way, man. How you doing? All that stuff gets in the way. And All most right. places overcook the lobster. If you're ordering it out, most people overcook the lobster because that potatoes undercooked. Crabs? They're all cooked the same. They might be a little overcooked, but I'm just, you know, the shells, my chap lips, bleeding you fingers. Know, it's great. I got to tell you a little story about my buddy that got crabs, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, he had this little urge to go take care of himself. And, uh, you know, he didn't have a girlfriend, so he went out and paid for his guilty pleasure. And he found his cheap girl to do it for like 20 bucks. And he goes back to it the next day. He goes, listen, honey, enough for nothing. So, you know, I got cramps. She goes, well, what would you expect for $20? Lobsters? <laughs> <laughs> so not Alaskan king, but they kill you. <laughs> nice. So that's mine. Nice. I mean, Big I, I and want, beefy, baby. Big and beefy right here. I want last day on earth cramps. <laughs> yeah. I <don't, laughs> I'll let St. Peter deal with with the ointment. All right. All right. So Rob, Rob's down another food fight here. Always. Yeah. I don't care, you know. I don't follow people, you know what I'm saying? I'm like... <laughs> All right. But there's nothing wrong with the blue corn. Let me tell you, one of my favorite things. All right, I love both of them. Even making, I don't know if any of you have ever had this, the Italian way where you do macaroni and crabs. You make the crabs in the red sauce, like a marinara oh, sauce, yeah. throw it over a bowl and green. That's yeah. one of my favorite things in the world to eat. Yeah, that's good. Garlic crabs, homemade crabs, steamed crabs, crabs are regular. Nice. Well, you guys are talking about some good places. There's uh, Clemente's over in Coney Island. I don't know if you know about it. I went there once. You weren't sure about where it is. It's right on the pier there. you got to go, like, down these side streets and whatnot. 
Great crabs, all you can eat. You can get garlic, the Old Bay. You sit outside. It's unbelievable. Last time I went there, there was karaoke. So I got to, you know, really enjoy my crabs while I'm watching some cuisines or cuisines. Watching some cuisines. Oh, how you doing? (laughs) But, uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, that's... It's, it's not really a bad food fight. We didn't almost come to blows because we need no. them both. Who we crab? Anything we fight about is really we would eat, sit down, and eat both of them. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so absolutely. I mean, we just do this for the public. There's and, not much me and Rob don't really eat, but uh, you know, we do pick one over the other. If I except the grasshoppers or the crickets. Yeah. You know. Oh. I, how, do you, how do you like my wall club, Lou? Hey, all those people going to be at the game today? Certainly. Oh, this is going to be a whopper of a game. Well, it should be. Too long to be <laughs> <laughs> We had a little, little Abbott and Costello right there. Yeah, so... And that's um, our, our Walter Ego right there. Big and beefy Abbott and Costello. Yeah. We can be the honeymooners. Whatever. Yeah, hey, on. Come on down. Come on down here. I know that you know that you know that I know that you want to... Where's my custard? So come on, boy. Where's the jokes? Let's get some more comedy action. Right, yeah. I got a little Archie Bunk guy. I always love the Archie Bunk. Let's get a little 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 that we're, poor woman was abused. We're waiting for the Ian's bunker over there. Let's get Ian. Yeah, let's listen to Archie. Archie! Stop beating me. I'm losing my voice. You're losing a lot more than your voice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that poor lady was definitely abused by that drunk. Yeah. You know, Archie Bunker was an abusive... But he's your favorite bigot, you know? Oh, I love him. Oh, no. Everybody loves him, you know? He was great. I mean, even George Jefferson loved him. Even though he was, like, the biggest racist. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you say? We take a little break, play a song, and then uh, we we'll call a up a couple break, of your buddies uh, from yeah, HK? Yeah, we're going to try to get uh, Justin back on with uh, Will and the girl who runs the HK website. And, uh, All right. Yeah, so well, you're listening break. to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy with uh, some guests, Danny and Paul.
right, we're right, back. We're back, baby. Big and Beefy right, back in action. We're live and uh, just do a little recap. We had Chef Ralph Pagano on earlier. Yeah, he was a good guest, man. Dynamite right, guy, very friendly, very accomodating. Glad to and very inviting. Yeah, very inviting. I think we're gonna go down to Florida. Two shows, baby. I'm telling you, live. Big and Beefy live on tour, baby. Yeah, uh, Miami. We'll take, we'll take Dan and Paulie with us. Big and Beefy putting indents and couches all over America. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I actually really like that. That may be a new tagline. That's, that's a t-shirt. Yeah, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> we go live. Yeah. You may have to give you a little residual cut on that, Dan. I'll take it. <laughs> have another slice of pizza. Have, have another beer. Have another beer. Take, take, another crust. take one of the Bud Lights that we got for $7 and 12 back. <laughs> hey, I like my beer like I like my vials. It's domestic. Nice, nice. Yeah, we got uh, Paulie Schneider in the house. I'm doing his little Tana, Rocky yeah. over there as a leader. I'm still waiting for him to do really? something else and give me some one-liners. Yeah, because let's jump this poor guy on the spot. Come on, give me, give me a joke. I, I usually just tell stories. You know, stories about that's my it. Life, that's comedy, baby. Yeah, really. I, I take my miseries in my, in my life and I try to make them funny. You know? Well, give me something, because yeah. I know you your whole life and you're pretty miserable. You know? <laughs> no, I learned what you left and what you left to yourself. You know, you, you never seem to be amused, you know, so. Anyway, yeah, you know, just, I remember... Just, just telling a lot of stories about, you know, dating, uh, you know, I don't know, I went through this, I had this whole church uh, phase of my life, you know, I was dating, like, Christian girls and stuff like that, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a real horror show, you know what I mean? That's hot, <laughs> that's that Christian mingle. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know, it was like going, 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 holding hands was like going to third base with these girls, you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> you know, so, but, um, I don't know, other than that, you know, I just do a lot of impressions, and, you know, I, I, pretty, I pretty much get up there and wing it, I don't even do Jimmy was like, boy, you gotta write more stuff, you know. You get up there and you just like kind of free ball it. But <laughs> somehow I, I, I <laughs> oh, yeah. that's kind of what we do with the show. But sometimes they can tell. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way to go, you know. Actually, no, we work pretty hard though. We we talk about this all week and we do some yeah. research for about three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we, a we talk of about something, and then next time we talk, we're like, what do we say? I don't know. That's what, that's what it is with the show. And I go to the, you know, the, the studio with Jay, you know, I mean, we sometimes like five minutes before the show, we plan, you know, we plan out everything that we're going to do, you know. It's yeah, great, man. But we have a lot of fun, though. It's, it's been real, you know. But I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to work on other things, though. You know, I got some, you know, music I'm trying to get into the studio with, with this other guy, uh, Steve Cipriani. He's, he works with the, with the uh, Smashing Pumpkins in, uh, in the city, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's really good, really good producer. We worked on one song so far. I got my hand in a you know, couple of things, you know. Right. I got my hand in the cookie job. And that's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on a book. I got a book of like I, you know, I write poems and stuff like that. I'm, Hickory dickory. Yeah, you know, it totally contradicts all the comedy I do, but that's all right. You, know? you write poems? Yeah, yeah. I wrote a book. Of, uh, a poem? Yeah, yeah. He's a closet romantic. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I can't remember any, any any of them. I tell you the truth. That's why you wrote them. I wrote in a blackout, by the way, and it came out great. I wake up the next day. I'm like, wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is art, baby. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, you want to do a little, little bit more news or something? Yeah, I think we got to finish up the news a little bit. Yeah, all right, cool. CTF News with Big and Beefy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, skating around the internet, you know, I saw one of my favorite hot sauces, Sriracha, was in the news. I guess you're going to say porn sites, but okay. <laughs> 
Well, it was. It was called the the burning crotch. Nice. But uh, no, a little. I I didn't know this about Sriracha. I thought it was like mass produced by you know some like company or whatever, like you know a bunch of nobodies and you know uh, board of directors and stuff. But it's actually a guy that left Vietnam, came over here, was homeless, had no job and no hot sauce, and he wanted some like. Vietnamese home comfort food, so we made some, sold it to the little shops in that same bottle with the green top. Wow. And uh, he hasn't changed the recipe in over 33 years. He makes it the same, fresh peppers, no dried stuff, and he's worth over a billion dollars just from sriracha. And he does no advertising. What's no, different? zero. Have you seen the sriracha lollipops? Yeah. Amazing. And that's I not really even have you seen the sriracha lollipops? What? Hmm? Where can we get a sriracha lollipop? Oh, internet. Yeah, internet. They have Lay's has a sriracha chip, but it's not him. He had no clue about any of this stuff. He didn't even know that sushi guys were using it for the last ten, fifteen years as the main flavoring of spicy tuna. Wow. Oh, until I started cooking, I had no idea what sriracha was. But you go to any restaurant, even like a chain restaurant like Ruby Tuesdays, you ask the waiter for some sriracha, they got some. Yeah. Every but that's a dead giveaway though that you're in the business, and all of a sudden the waiters are treating you like shit. Yeah. But the guy has no Twitter, no Facebook. They have a little rinky-dinky website. It's crazy. But the no advertising thing shocked the hell out of me because everyone knows what Sriracha is. It sounds like STD, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it actually almost killed me on top. I, I used Sriracha, but they didn't refrigerate it. So it was already used. And you know when it kind of swells up a little bit? I went to tip it, and the top blew off and went all of my food. But it actually you worked out with Sriracha? Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. It was like all that liquid and stuff, but, uh, you know, I pulled through. That, that was good. That, that was good. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was pretty crazy that the guy only has, he has two other flavors that no one really buys. And, what you uh, Do you know the other two flavors? Uh, one of them is like uh, a smoked something, and one is like a garlic lime one. I like to see the garlic lime one. Yeah. But you don't. Exactly. You only see that other goddamn sriracha, but it's like the Hung Young Sing Company, whatever. I just thought it was pretty cool. The guy doesn't advertise. In these days, you have to <laughs> advertise money. to make money, and this guy doesn't. Yeah. What are you looking up? A little I'm sriracha I'm looking at sriracha lollipops and uh, sriracha sauce here and all kinds of good stuff here. Any bugs? I got them right here. I, st- I still got them in the studio, baby. Watch your popcorn. Let's see if Dan would eat a cricket. Would you eat a fried cricket? Bring it on. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Right. I don't even know. Living in Korea, I tried everything that I couldn't get in the United States. I had dog bellows over there. It was disgusting. What about uh, you, Paulie? Would you do a fried cricket? Uh, are you, you ballsy enough to eat a fried cricket? This is another thing that Clem's dad yelled at us for. But well, I, I said what it tastes like. I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, I mean, it's really it's is right? Cricket, totally right? delicious. If it got me high, I might eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should try. It can it. get high. That's, that's what you got to Come on, try that's one. Good, nah. <laughs> it's just like salt. It tastes like if you ate a skip. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, try it. It's really not bad. It's like a pumpkin seed. I was gonna say like like really bad movie theater popcorn. Did you read it's one? Salty, you right? I think he's no, faking it. I don't want to run into the bathroom right now. I don't know. Why. I definitely ain't doing it. Tastes so. like like when I picture my grandmother's face. Pizza, beer, and, and cream. I don't know. If it's a good mix. Like a little, <laughs> That's a good way to describe yeah, it too. Like, an old basement. Like Nana's basement. It tastes like an old basement. Like a little bit of moth in there. Nice. Yeah, any mushrooms? Any mushrooms? <laughs> 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 they are. They are. Okay. Ooh, ooh. 
Yeah, exactly. Nice. Now, I was a friend of mine gave those. She was in Mexico. Matter of fact, she's opening up uh, in the next two weeks down in Mexico. A little wine and deli kind of thing with uh, homemade pastrami's and stuff. Who was that? that. Band, Band, right? Band from uh, yeah. season uh, season one of the runner up of the taste we had on. Yeah. Yeah. And she was chop champion. She won a couple of chopped, and she had her own she show. Was Mission Menu. Champion? Yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. She was on right. Mission Menu, and you know, but yeah, she sent me the cricket, some black mole, some all sorts of you know, good stuff. But you know, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty psyched to maybe possibly go down to uh, Miami to see what I, I think we got. I think we got to take these two guys with us. Yeah. That sounds good. I'll tell you what. Who would have thought that playing Little League back in the day with Ralph Pagano, then there was Dean Delaventure on our team. He was on – he became a chef and uh, was on the chopping block with uh, Marco Pierre White. A lot of chefs came out of uh, Port Richmond there. Yeah, you would never think it. A lot of big chefs on Staten Island, man. Being a cook is like the new blue collar. Yeah. That's what I Some people think it's a great job. It is a good job, but it's, you know. Depends who you're working for or where you're working. Right. Well, here's the thing, too, man. I mean, the whole chef industry has changed. I mean, and I said it a couple of shows ago, too. You know, Emeril Lagasse put the chef thing as the whole rock star with the music and started that whole trend, and it's changed a lot over the years. Back when, you know, when I was first cooking, there was only two answers in the kitchen. Either yes, chef, or no, chef. And you got stuff thrown. That was like really being on Hell's Kitchen back in the day. You got stuff thrown at you, and you busted your butt. And it was the only reward you had was seeing the smile on a customer's face. Because it sure as heck wasn't a friggin' pay. Yeah, exactly. You know, now you got a bunch. Yeah, I'm not saying you got a bunch of, but you do got a bunch of prima donnas. I think yeah. that it's going to be easy to walk in. Oh, let oh, me yeah. cook for a living. Let me open up a restaurant. And they have no friggin' clue on what right. it is. Oh, fresh out of culinary school, they can, they can be an executive yeah. chef, and they've never picked up a pan on a line. They can right. boil yeah. water. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I like all the guys coming out of culinary, you know, CIA, Culinary Institute of America. They they come out of school. I think they're a chef. And I think CIA really stands for cooking again because most of these kids come out of school and I think they know what they do. Look, you go to school is going to give you the basic knowledge. Yeah. It's going to tell you what a mirror probably is and how to make a stock and how to do this. But the real experience comes from the nitty gritty and the grind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. being screamed at by a cokehead executive chef. <laughs> yeah. That's how I learned. Well, exactly. my worst run-in with a kid right out of culinary school was in Nantucket. This kid came from Providence and stuff. He was all talking. Oh, I do that. We worked the line one night. You know how you burn this crap off the grill? Sheet pans, and it burns it off and get red hot. So I got them going. I turn around. I'm doing whatever I got to do. He takes them off and puts them back on the sheet pan rack. So I don't see this. I need a sheep head. I grab my hand, stick to it. Ooh. And I had to rip them off, and my handprints are still on there. And all I could do was scream and turn around and punch this kid square in the face. <laughs> and I was like, boom, like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, I was like, get out of this kitchen. You know, because they have, I mean, no, they're not all horrible, but some people are just, they think they go to school and they can come out. And I ran into a breed that was actually worse than the fresh out of CIA grad. And that's a CIA dropout. Uh, oh, my God. This is, we, I was at a restaurant. We would, it was in Yonkers. We'd do about 400 covers a night on Saturday with four people on the line, okay? We're busy. Yeah. And this little dude's talking shit. When he gets there, I took a step back. Coming here, I was working for so-and-so in Atlantic City, this and that. And now I'm here. You guys are lucky to have me. End of the shift, he was literally in the walk-in crying yeah. to the sous chef. And the sous chef's like, what the fuck do you get out? Yeah. I tell you, the busier it is, the more psyched I get. 
Oh, yeah. You know, if so it's dead, I want to hang myself. I'm going to yeah. sink, and then at the end of the night, you're happy as shit. Smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer. Right. If you're at a place that's cool enough to give you a shit drink, though, which is a dying art also. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tell you, though, the whole, the whole industry, and I think it's changed for the better because, you know, people don't realize how hard it is to be a chef, you know. You work nights, you work weekends, you work holidays. You're on your feet 12 to 14 hours a day, six days a week. If it's 100 degrees outside or 90 degrees outside, more than not, it's 110, 115 in that kitchen. Yeah, and you're falling on grenades left and right for someone else's mistakes. You don't argue in the middle of service. Right. Absolutely. I I really thought I wanted to be a chef. But then I thought about it. I just just like to eat. Yeah, exactly. It's like food, all right? I really don't want to go like 12 hours a day. Yeah, I'm gonna try. We're gonna try to call uh, Justin back. Yeah, we're gonna try to bring Justin. Uh, you don't know what they're gonna answer. Hello. The Yo. What's going Hello. on? Oh, I'm no. actually walking outside with them right now. I told him six times, and we gotta go. She was so excited to see Will. Yeah, no, I know. You know, when she called up, we could we had some technical sound problems with so many people calling oh, in. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. we couldn't hear her, and I definitely would love to say hello to her. And by the That's way, what I she's like, uh, I hear people. I don't know. I hear them. Yeah, she's nervous. So yeah. yeah this is uh, she's yeah, she's definitely nervous. From, uh, no doubt. From season ten to runner up. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Justin? I'm a little jealous. I still want to come here and eat, man. Oh, listen, I got I got two restaurants. I'm out of my mind, going crazy. I, I I'm not even kidding. I, I thought I thought Hell's Kitchen was hard, and then when you actually have uh, when you actually have to deal with this kind of crap, it's it, it's really crazy. But what's going to happen is this. Actually, I'm I'm I have to run back inside for five minutes. But Will's here, okay. and Katie's here, so I'm going to put yeah, Katie on the line. But Will, yeah. Will Will's cool. He'll back her up. No worries. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Hold on one second. All right. This is Big and Beefy? This is Big and Beefy. This is Big and Beefy. It's Clemenza and Chef Rob. What's going on, guys? Um, I got I got here, uh, what time did we get here? About, uh, uh, about 7-ish, and I've just been having the time of my life. I, I just, I can't, I can't believe all this. You're hanging out with HK people. You got some Hell's Kitchen people on the phone. You got... Dan here from I know. 11. It's like you got me here. From it's like a, uh-huh. it's like a dream. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Well, be a little nicer to me on the Hell's Kitchen Underground type. <laughs> 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 yeah, keep breaking it shops. For those of you that don't know, she runs the Hell's Kitchen Underground website. Um, everybody, check it out. And she keeps everything up to date with birthdays and fun things and all the news about Hell's Kitchen and Gordon Ramsay. And all the contestants, and I got to tell you, one of my favorite things to look at. I think you do an absolutely tremendous job, and I, I thank you for what you do because I'm always on your site. Oh, thank checking you. It out. And, and, <laughs> it's a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I'm so glad. Oh, I it's can- a pleasure to talk to oh, you. Fat, useless sack of fucking Yankee stanky doodle shite. That was number. That was number three in the top ten like Ramsey one-liner. Camel's turd. <laughs> All right, now, now he's going on. Oh. Dan and I sitting here having flashbacks. Yeah, right. Seriously. Dan and I sitting here having flashbacks. Dan and I sitting here having flashbacks. Dan and I sitting here having flashbacks. Dan and I sitting here
You want to uh, give your website uh, out? Yeah, give your website a plug. That way we get more more uh, people checking out your website. How do they find your website or your Facebook page? Oh, oh, oh hold on. I, I couldn't I couldn't hear that because jo- Justin was Justin came out smoking and all I could hear was him. <laughs> oh, okay. <it's> that hot. <laughs> He's so hot, he's smoking he was this guy. He's a handsome bastard. How do people find you on Facebook? Why don't you tell us how they can find you on oh, Facebook? Oh, how to find me on Facebook? Okay, yeah. that I heard. Um, just uh, You just search for Pell's Kitchen Underground. That's all it is. Um, and it's right there. The, the the little profile picture, it's just Ramsey's face underneath the Hell's Kitchen Underground logo. He's got a, he's got a knife in his hand. Probably nice. ready to tear ass. Nice, nice. <laughs> So what are you doing? You hanging out? Will? Where's Will? Put, put Will on for a second. I want to say hello to Will for one second. Mm-hmm. You want to say hello to Will? Yeah, tell Will to get his ass on the <laughs> phone for a second. Yep, he's right here. Oh, this is too cool. This is too cool. Yo, what's going on, Will? It's Clemenza. How you doing, boy? What's going on? How you doing, man? What's doing? I haven't, the last time I saw you, we were in the hotel outside by the pool hanging out. Uh, that was that was before all this uh this world in the hell's kitchen, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually like watching you on the season, but you did friggin' well. You did well. I was a thanks, big man. Fan. I appreciate it, man. And uh, vice versa, I think you did awesome. Man. I think you got robbed, you know. But what can you so, do? So do I, but I'm not gonna go there. But yeah, no. Will and I actually had the pleasure of meeting down at the hotel, and we uh, almost got into a little bit of mischief. But I ain't gonna tell that story. And uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate you keeping that under the, uh, yeah, in the wrap, yeah, yeah, I guess you would say. I ain't gonna blow it up the spot, you know. We got ourselves kitchen people can get into a little bit of trouble at times. You know, it happens. Hey, man, trouble happens with chefs, man. Trouble happens with chefs. But, uh, it's good to you know, so what have you been up to, man? Everything good, Clem? Yeah, we're doing this big and busy show, and it's fucking starting to take off. We just had, uh, Ralph Pagano on from season one, and Iron Chef, and all the other shows that he does, and we got... People from Chopped and The Taste and all kinds. We got Danny here from HK11 sitting with us right now. And, uh, oh, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's happening? That's awesome, man. So you're doing your thing, big and beefy. Yeah, yeah you know it, man. You know it. We got to get together yeah. one of these days, Will. We actually got a question. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll hit up a Rangers. We'll hit up, we'll hit up a New York Rangers game, man. Hopefully uh, so we'll turn the uh, the luck around. Don't even get me started. 9-2, 6-2, 4 nothing. Oh, what the hell is going on? We're getting abused. Ah, it's ridiculous, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully on Thursday we can destroy Philly. So, I got I got a question actually on our chat room for Clemenza and other Hell's Kitchen people. It says, Clemenza, are you the one that had to be removed for health reasons on Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. No, that was not. We were just talking about that. Right? All right, let me just tell you all the quick story very quick on what really happened, okay? They had me on the end of the line underneath the big friggin' light. I'm pouring with sweat. I got a side towel in my hand. I go to turn off camera to wipe the sweat off my head, and I suck in a fuzzball, and I start choking. Now, not only am I choking, but I'm getting panicking. I feel like I'm having a panic attack, and I'm laughing at myself. So now I can't stop choking on live camera. I got a fun ball in my friggin' throat. I'm having a friggin' panic attack, and I have Gordon. Clemenza, are you okay? Do you need to see a medic? And I'm like, Jesus friggin' Christ. The first five minutes on live TV, and I got to choke on a friggin' fuzzball from a fucking napkin. But, you know, anything like that only happened to me. You, could, you can't make this crap up. 
Yo, man, I'll say this, man. I'm sure, I'm sure a lawsuit's gonna gonna follow this, but there's nothing real about reality, guys. <laughs> Amen True. To that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nothing real about reality. That's what people don't understand. We were all just talking about that too. Is you know, it's a reality show before it's a cooking show. Nobody told us what to it do is. or say or anything like that. But you know, it's manipulated through editing and all the other stuff. And if they would focus more on the cooking, I think they would have a better show. I would say it's not even a reality show, but more of a game show. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They do what they have to do to game to to do what they need. They have to make their money. You got to understand that. You know, so you can't hate right. on that. But. It's not about the talent. No, and, and the other great thing is that I love is people are like, aren't you rich from doing Hell's Kitchen? No, I lost money going out to do Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> man, get ready to hit that bleed button, man, because I'm broke as shit. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Get rich from Hell's Kitchen. Hell no. These food shows I do, demos for 500 people, yeah. I don't, I, that costs me money. Join the frigging club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, yep. We're definitely far from sitting on Easy Street. I still drive a Honda Civic. I'm not on Jersey Shore showing up at a BMW. Listen, I'm rocking my <laughs> my Ford Windstorm minivan. Yeah. Why has it got to be the Jersey Shore, man? Oh, you yeah. saw them the first season. They're driving those Hopis, the Honda Accords, and then in season two, they get some money. <laughs> yeah, Will's we'll, we'll driving Beamers. Here's the one thing I got to ask you, though. Will, you're a Jersey guy. Why do you like the New York Rangers? What's up with that? I know. I like the New York Rangers. I'm a diehard Rangers fan. Diehard. I bleed blue. I bleed blue. Uh, Everyone's like, you live in Jersey. Why aren't you Devils fan? Hit the bleep button again because fuck the Devils. All right? I was born a Rangers fan. I was a Rangers fan before the Devils even existed. All right? Me too. I was a Rangers fan before the Devils existed. So screw the Devils. Tampa Bay Lightning all the way. Oh, now we gotta throw yep. I'm gonna throw him well I'm gonna throw him right out of the friggin' room for saying that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hold on guys, I'm gonna put Justin on the phone, all right, man. It was good talking yeah. to you guys, all right, man. Oh, Be real. Absolute pleasure. All right, man, we'll meet up, Clem. Yeah, oh, without a doubt, Will. Beef and jerky. Yo! What are you doing? Hey, yo. Listen. What? Uh so so when's my residual check come in for uh three runners up in the same night? I'm telling you, we'll give we'll give you what we give everybody else a couple of beers, a slice of pizza, and it's a go. What 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 are you actually going to come up? What do you mean? You, why, why are you talking about my life? That's my whole life. That's all my life is. I, I walk around, I talk to people, I have a couple glasses of wine, and I, I eat some good food, and, know, and that's it. it. I hung out with you many. Of it ain't days. that bad. I got to tell you, it's I'm not that bad. You on, uh, and you know what? Right now, wait, wait. When are we going to get you to actually come on the show and let us do a little interview with you? Oh, uh, interview me? Come on. You can't interview me. <laughs> <laughs> Get on his level, Clem. You can't shine my friggin' shoes. <laughs> nice. You can't interview me. Nice. No. Uh, you guys, listen, every time, honestly, I, not, no breaking balls here. I'm so fucking busy. It's it's insane. It's insane. And, and, and I literally, I stopped everything tonight. I'm launching a new menu at one of the restaurants tomorrow um, that I'm literally downstairs in the dungeon of Hoboken trying to write write things up and get everything together and I knew that Katie was coming. I stopped everything for her and I do listen to you guys as I'm in that basement doing my ordering and doing everything else and everybody cracks up and listens. You know, my general manager comes in and he's like, is this fucking real? 
I'm like, you pay your ass to Jim. This is 100% real. This is unreal. And you're nuts if you're not laughing at what the hell's going on here because it's freaking too much. And there's a lot of times I just want to call and break the balls. But, uh, you know, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it sooner or later. Let me let me do what I have to do with this new menu. I, you know, I just took on the second record. Go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> jerk off. <laughs> I gotta tell one 30 second quick story. The last time I hung out with Justin in Chicago, we had some guy that thought he was throwing electricity at us, and then we tried sending, what did we try doing to Brian? We tried sending prostitutes to his room at 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah, so. Listen, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a shy guy. I, I don't give a shit. So we were out there, and so, somebody must have had a little bit too much perico that night. And uh, Farina, if you're Italian, and uh, exactly. and he was shooting lightning bolts at Clemente that night. And then that that turned into no, he really was shooting lightning bolts. Though. And then that turned into he. This guy and his wife wanted to bring Clemente back to their room. And I don't know what the hell Clemente was thinking. I went away. They wanted to bring him back, and they were talking about they were talking about using coconut butter on him and whatnot, and and we were cracking up. We were pissing our pants the whole time, and it was it was it was one one wild weekend. So then Brian passed out. We took a couple shots of Jack Daniels. We put notes on his door, and uh, you know we we had a great night in there. But I'll tell you one thing: the, the end result. Wait, did we take birthday balloons from the lobby and stop moving furniture around to at one point in time in front of his door? Oh, you want to tell him everything, we can tell him everything. Yeah, we moved the flowers and everything else in front of his door. I put a, a sign on his door, excuse me, maid, I love you, here's $10, please don't come inside, i got a nice transvestite in here with me. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, the end result of that whole weekend was this. We went out to Chicago, we got, we got paid a couple dollars, we had a good time, but... The, the person who laughed last was Clemenza because he was in a room with some... This blood was frigging gorgeous. She was hot. And this guy yeah. was in the room with her, I think, for almost a day and a half. Brian and I took <laughs> off. This was in the outskirts of Chicago. And we took off to go into downtown Chicago to hang out for the night. She was like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying here. This blood is too much. You know what she's going to do to me? She said she's going to rub oil on me and slide all over my body. <laughs> well, that, that all started out because I was doing my demo, and Justin and Brian decided to get into the bathtub, that they had a little bathtub display going over there, and this girl turned around and said, I want to get in a bathtub with you, Clemenza, and I was like, sure, come on, let's do it, <laughs> and next thing you know, I was in the room getting rubbed down with hot oil by some wild, exotic, friggin' Go-go dancing chick from wherever else you would from. We gotta start hanging out. And if you guys don't know, if, 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 if you don't know this, I, I, listen, I came to second place, great, whatever. I was the runner-up. I walk into, we're in, we're in Newark Airport, getting ready to go. Me and myself and Clemenza, we're, we're getting on the same plane. We're getting ready to go. I'm like, oh, let's go grab a beer. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, but that's how I roll. I'm like, let's go grab a beer. We went to go get the beer. Every single person was like, come in, come in. He goes, hey, that's Justin. I'm like, who the fuck she? <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. Oh, but, uh, yeah, listen, Clem's a great guy. I love him. I, lo I love what you guys are doing. It's, it's a great show. It's, uh, it's hysterical. I, I do listen whenever I can. Uh, we'll, we'll schedule something. We'll get together. Katie, uh, I thought she was going to pass out for a second there. 
Yeah. I really did. No, I, Great I, to I, see I, Will. in the work she does, man. She does a phenomenal job, man. Yeah, dude, it's, it's unbelievable what she does for us. That's what I told her. She doesn't get it. Yeah. I, I told her, I said, look, what you do for us is, is we, we couldn't thank you enough. We're not celebrities. We're chefs. We're gavones. Yeah. We're animals. We got pot yeah. bellies. Come on. What the hell are we? You know, we ain't Brad Pitt here. You know, we went on a show with Gordon Ramsay, and, uh, you know, he made us semi-famous, and you're making us even more, uh, you know, you make us more to the public eye than anything. Unless you're Clemenza, because fucking everybody in the world loves him. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. But listen, guys, well, so, yeah, great to, so great to hear from you. It's so great to talk to you. Both of you go fuck yourselves, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be good. Be good, guys. That was it. Justin from uh, HK. We're going to wrap it up now. Yeah. We got, uh, want to thank Paul Schneider, comedian, longtime friend. Yeah, man. Chef Dan from HK, next week's guest, by the way. New friend, hopefully to be a longtime friend. Good guy. Um, Ralph Pagano. Uh, awesome. Katie for doing the uh, Hell's Kitchen Underground website. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Chef Will, runner-up of uh, Season Up. Well, we had a big show today. Yeah, it was man. a big show. Can't yeah, forget definitely. Rob Burmeister over here. Yeah, baby. Chef Clemenza in the house. And uh, we're going to wrap it up and do a little song, you know. Yeah, Once so again, much. thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week, 7 o'clock. Yeah, Big and BB uh, Nation, baby. And remember... Chewing the fat, yeah. Oh, I just love it the way he just rubs mayonnaise all over his body. It just leaves me so dripping wet. Oh my god. But I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere Yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway Pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my sad spot 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry Cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas Me, I'm out that bed stop, home of that boy Biggie Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties Sitting courtside, Nick's and Nets give me high five Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from
Select styles offer valid June 16 through 19. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Tired at work today? You need a five-hour energy shot. Didn't sleep too well last night? You need a five-hour energy shot. Energy for work, energy for fun, even some energy for the gym. If you're tired from too much lunch, try something that packs a punch. A great-tasting five-hour energy shot. You'll feel alert, energized, and ready to go. Now's the time for five-hour energy. For more information, go to fivehourenergy.com. 